Hello and welcome to episode 33 of Mondo Cool Movie Dudes. My name is Mac. My name is Sean. My name is Keith. And this week's movie is 1998's Small Soldiers, directed by Joe Dante, starring Gregory Smith, Kirsten Dunst, Frank Langella, Tommy Lee Jones, Dennis Leary, David Cross, Jay Moore, Kevin Dunn, and Phil Hartman. Small Soldiers is a 1998 science fiction adventure comedy film, I guess. How about a plot synopsis? 15-year-old Alan Abernathy, the son of a toy store owner, tries out some new action figures, the Commando Elite versus the Gorgonites. But three months ago, a toy company believes it is onto something when it employs the latest government military technology in a series of action figures, enabling them to talk. They underestimate the power of special microchips they've employed, however, as the two opposing sides of the toy line start thinking for themselves and engaging in real combat. Whoa. The Commando Elite vow to wipe out the Gorgonites in a suburban neighborhood. Alan, his neighbor Kirsty Fimple, on whom he has a massive crush, with the help of the kind Gorgonites, must protect his home and family from the Commandos. I know we all have a long checkered past with this movie. Yeah. I think we've all seen this movie, like, a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know I have. Probably too many times to count. Yeah. I got the VHS, I think, for my birthday when I was, like, maybe 10. And, yeah, I watched it a lot. There's a few years in my life where we didn't have, like, any TV. We had no antenna, no satellite, no cable, no nothing. So we had, like, 10, 15 movies we watched. And this was one, yeah, my sister and I watched a lot. And it's one of the few movies where it's, like, before every line, I remember, like, what they're about to say. Like, I remember it that well. So I really liked it as a kid. I remember we watched it together probably, like, five years ago and I was like wow this movie's still really good did you have the movie in, in those diaper sleeves those oh yeah big, fat the, VHS cases the ultra mega case yeah. yeah that's what I had mine into I watched this movie a lot when I was younger it's been a long ass time since I've seen it I remember watching it a lot growing up yeah this was like a big deal in my life I watched this movie quite a bit I never saw it in theaters but I got the tape we would rent movies and then we would just have like a second VCR set up and just record yep. the movie this is how I got my copy of it so I had a bootleg copy of it I made my own case I cut out like pictures from the advertisements <laughs> glued it into like my own diaper case. I had a lot of the toys. I liked those a lot. Oh, I nice. Talked. I never had any of them. Yeah, they did, were fun. They did actually have toys for this? Because I never had yeah. any either. They didn't talk or anything like that. But they, you know, they were still kind of fun. God um, damn it. The Buzz Lightyear was like way cooler. Yeah. <laughs> I liked those. I also played the shit out of that video game Squad Commander. I think it was Small Soldier Squad Commander. Yeah, on I had PC. the same game. What was that for? I don't think I ever played that. PC. That was yeah. PC. Yep, no, that's why. I don't think it was turn-based, but it was like a strategy game and you could pick your side. You could be the Gorgonites or the Commandos. Uh, and you could spawn different toys. Like, if you wanted to make a bunch of Nick Nitros or a bunch of Kip Killigans or whatever. Yeah, they each had their own abilities. Like, the Nick Nitro was like a bomb dude, so he could set up bombs everywhere. But Brick Bazooka, Brick yeah. Bazooka, he had, like, a lot of health. You know, they're yeah, also like comparable. The and, and then the uh, Gorgonites had comparable characters. And it was cool. Like, he went all over the neighborhood. He started out in, in Alan's room, and then he got out of that and just went all over the neighborhood. He went to the toy store. Yeah, it was a fun game. So, yeah, this was, like, a big deal. I watched the shit out of it. I was way into Small Soldiers when I was a kid. Yeah, so. I remember how much I just watched movies with Tommy Lee Jones in them. Because I had this and I had Men in Black. Oh, and I yeah. watched them both a ton. And Batman Forever? Yeah, Batman I didn't, I never yeah. saw that one. But yeah, he was in that. He was the Riddler. No, not the Riddler. He was, the, he was Two-Face. Yeah, he was everywhere at that time. Period. Yeah, it's a big deal. He was in Volcano. Nah. Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Fugitive. Was he in Double Jeopardy? I don't know. I never saw it. Because mm. he was. Yeah, so discuss the cast. What did you guys think of Gregory Smith, Alan Abernathy in this movie? <laughs> main, was... Kind of the main guy. <laughs> I didn't think he was too bad, but he's kind of a dweeb. Like he's, yeah. He's a huge dweeb. He, yeah. He, a good word for him. You know, he does sound like a girl. Does he? Watching <laughs> this again. Because I remembered that line, like, I'm not a man. Oh, so yeah. I, like, thought about that, and I was like, yeah, he just hasn't quite grown into himself yet. I, look, you know? I, I like this. A little prepubescent yeah, he's, baby boy. He's a little smooth, right? Just feel your own baby. I like this hair. It looked like he was 
trying to pull like the Leon Kennedy look, but he like couldn't do it. Yeah, oh, it was the age of floppy hair. Age of floppy hair. He looked like um, what's his face from 90s. Terminator Two? Yeah, like yeah. Furlong. Hey, that movie did take place in the near future. Yeah, they yeah. predicted it. Whoa, ahead of the time. It looked like he was gonna bust out a method on a skateboard. Yep. Go fucking crazy. Maybe that's who they sold the toys to. They sold yeah. the Skynet. One thing I thought of watching him was like supposedly this troubled kid who got kicked out of two schools for graffito tagging and, and flooding toilets, flooding the toilets, and <laughs> calling in a bomb threat on Parents Day. I don't know, it just seem like such a normal kid that it seemed kind of like odd that they wrote that into his character these a checkered past. I think he was framed, dude. He was, Maybe. Well, he, he, did, he copped to it, though. He admitted it. Yeah, that's true. Maybe he was pressured into Maybe that. he was brainwashed. He's yeah. a candidate. blackmailed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was totally consumed by an other. Told him to do it. He had a lot of teen angst, but like you said, he was a different person in the present. Yeah, this is Alan 2.0. Yeah, this okay. stuff happened like six or eight months ago. He can't yeah. be responsible for what Alan 2.1 has done. Okay. <laughs> yeah, six months later and several yeah, bottles of Ritalin, and we're fine. We're back to where we yeah, we're just True. round out the rough edges, you know. Yeah. With enough electroshock therapy. <laughs> I thought this guy's acting was good. Yeah, um, I thought yeah, he wasn't bad. Yeah. How old was this dude? He was pretty young, right? The character is supposed to be fifteen. I don't know the actor's exact age though. He didn't seem like he was age. that far off from like fifteen. He looked yeah. more like maybe like a year younger than that to me. But well, he did pretty good. And next up we got Kirsten Dunst, who played Christy. It's yeah, kind of funny, yeah. like Phil Hartman's name in this is Phil. Maybe yeah. easy to remember. I thought she was pretty good. I, I remember when she was in movies a lot, and I always thought she was pretty good. I've always liked uh, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. I've always had a childhood crush on her, too. They kind of yeah. still do, because we're about the same age, so yeah, yeah it's pretty it, awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's like 36 now, I think. Still looking good. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I think of her, I always think of her in this and in Jumanji, because those are like mm-hmm. the two movies that came out about the same time, and I remember her being in both of those. What else has she been in? I know she's been uh, in She was too. in The Virgin Suicides. That movie was pretty fucking weird. She um, wasn't in Charlie's Angel, was she? Or was that no. someone else? I don't know. Kim I looked at her, her yes. uh, yes, list of credits. She's been in just a lot of movies. She yeah. was in one that came out several years back called Melancholia. It's supposed to be an interesting movie. Yeah, I just feel like she was used to being in a lot of stuff. Yeah. I always remember her from uh, Jumanji. That's probably the yeah. most iconic thing I can think of. But as far as her acting goes, I think she was on par with Alan there. I don't think she yeah. did any more Similar yeah. level. Uh, so serviceable. Next we've got Frank Langella, who played Archer, Emissary of the Gorgonites. <laughs> I thought he was awesome. He's got a very smooth, gravelly, sandpaper yeah. voice. It's kind of like... How, uh, can, be, how can be smooth and gravelly it's soft it's, it's, gravel yeah it's, it's soft a soft gravel. it's a fine gravel okay. it's, a fine it's, gravel. it's, it's, it's not, like it's like phloem it's, it's like, not quite it's sand like, but it's, it's like sand on on land but underwater becomes solid it's like so <laughs> it's dude. a enriching go with that yeah, yeah I, I like this I, guy i kind of never really thought about his performance as a kid how good or bad it was but watching it again i was like yeah this guy is good he's like a real actor too i ever heard of that movie frost nixon mm-hmm. yeah I have. he doesn't look really hardly anything like richard nixon he looks way more like landon brezhnev but <laughs> But he totally pulls it off just through his intonations and his body acting and everything. He's awesome in that movie. Yeah, I really liked him in this one. Because when he you're a real presence, despite being fucking eight inches tall or whatever, probably you didn't probably think of it when you were a kid because you were too preoccupied with that. Like, holy shit, the toy's alive! Explosion! Yeah. <laughs> I wish my toys were alive. Nintendo, Nintendo, Nintendo! Oh, suck up! Fire! Yeah! Fire! Fire! Yeah! Fire. Yeah, this dude is awesome. He had like uh, the Megatron vibe. Or like Optimus. Optimus. Optimus! <laughs> Optimus! <laughs> <laughs> that one's for you, Joel. Yeah, no, he had a really cool presence, cool character. The actor, the voice is really, really good. Fit it really well. I've always liked Archer. It's a natural born leader. Yeah, he was really cool. I kind of, like, I didn't root for the commandos as a kid, but I thought the commandos were so fucking cool. I always, uh, they freaked me out. Well, they all, they all have the weapons. 
Yeah. yeah, they got the buzz saws and the fire, fire, <laughs> and the bloodlust. They do. They get the bloodlust, just like Columbus. They're murderous on purpose. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Next up, I guess we got Tommy Lee Jones, who is major chip hazard. And there's major hazard with those chips. If you mm-hmm. tune into one of our earlier episodes, it wasn't until then that I got the pun <laughs> of the name. It's so fucking obvious. It was too. crazy. Like, yeah. Stupid kid. I was. Your fucking head lit up and everything. I was astounded. <laughs> high amount of lumens yeah. <laughs> coming out of my every hole His in my were off the charts. As I mentioned earlier, definitely like Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, he's kind of one of my favorite actors, I mean, based on well, maybe not this movie, but No Controlled Men was great. He was great in that movie. He's good in everything he's in, really. Yeah, he's always pretty solid. You know, he's got the voice for a military commander. Yeah, he did it's, really well. He sounds like kind of like a more restrained Arlie Ermey in this yeah. movie. So next up we got, he's not really in this movie that much, but I thought he was really good in it. Tommy Lee Jones, who plays Gil Mars, another thing I didn't get as a kid. Oh, Mars, God of War. Okay. Kind of yeah. the asshole boss of Globotech Industries. Oh, Tommy Lee Jones. You yes. mean Dennis Leary. Yeah, I said Tommy Lee Jones twice. Okay, I meant to say Dennis Leary before <laughs> the first one. You were so impressed with Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> act like everybody, just like Eddie Murphy. Wow, he's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was a chip commander. Yeah, yeah Dennis, Dennis Leary. Was, he was guy. great. Funny guy. Yeah. I haven't seen him since The Ref. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, since the days of The Ref. Yeah. Triumphant return. Yeah. There's a lot of triumphant returns in this movie. He's looking yeah. a lot better than this time. He's not a burglar. He's a fancy, fancy C. Yo. Yeah, and that he, shitty goatee. Yeah. He plays this part very well. Yeah, he's he a super dick. Like, he's yeah. a huge dick yeah. in this movie. Doesn't care about anything but his profits and his company's image, and that's it. Yeah, and maybe Miss Kegel. Dude, I bet his secretary's real tight. You know what I'm saying? Miss <laughs> <laughs> Kegel. <laughs> and he rocked that suit really well, too. Look good in the suit. Looks good in suits. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, next up, we got, I think his name was like Erwin Mayfair. David Cross. Trumpet debut? I don't think he's yeah. been in any of the movies yeah. that we've done yet. Yeah, I see him more in TV shows than movies, but he's a funny dude. And he has quite a range. Like, he can play this guy who's kind of like this um, super smart but kind of naive guy. And then other movies I've seen, he plays like a just very convincing asshole. Or just the delusional nutcase from Arrested Development. <laughs> yeah. Just blew himself. Yeah, he's a never nude. There are dozens of them. Literally dozens of us. He's awesome. He's really good in this movie. He's yeah. always fucking good. He played like the on-the-edge kind of nerd really well. He's like the super dweeb. He's scared really easy. Super anxious. Yeah, yeah. very anxious. So he's fumbling with all of his stuff at the beginning of the movie. I was trying to think of the other stuff that I've seen him. I know I've seen him. I've seen him in Men in Black. I've seen him in Scary Movie. I saw him on Tim oh, and Eric, right. which was he's like that. Pussy doodles. <laughs> Pussy doodles. Um, we need a change of clothing. He did a show with Bob Odenkirk called Mr. Show with Bob and David. Yep. That was a really good one. He was on SNL too, wasn't he? I don't think he's ever in the cast. He maybe oh. he's hosted it before. I don't know. Yeah, it does stand-up comedy. Funny guy. He's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. <laughs> he was mostly with uh, what's his face, the guy. I'm sure we're probably yep. gonna do uh, next. Next up, Jay. Moore, who played someone, I don't remember his fucking name. I think name. his name was, was Jay. Larry is part of Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I Larry, think it was yeah. Larry. Because yeah. fucking Dennis Leary fires everybody at that company but two people, and it's David Cross and Jay Moore. And Larry is the more cynical douchebag. He's about that money, making them dollars, those ducats. And he looks more like put together compared to David Cross. Yeah. Like he's yeah, like, he looks more like a professional whatever, and yeah. David Cross looks more like a sort of nerdy science guy. His MIT sweatshirt. Anyway, B, B minus B. B plus. B plus? Yeah. Right. B plus for effort. Yeah, yeah, I'd say B plus for effort. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking, like, I don't hate doing this part of the show, but it's, like, the hardest part of the show to do. Talking about the actors? And I was listening to a lot of Yats That Bad, and a lot of time they really don't go into that much detail. It's yeah. like, yeah, they're pretty good. It is hard to talk about the acting. A lot of the times it's just like, yeah, they did a good job. But, yeah, like, it's but never really that bad. Or know? there's nothing, like, super specific about their character that you can talk about because they're just, if somebody who's just kind of playing a normal person, then it's like, yeah. what do you say? Especially for a movie like this because they're all supposed to be, like, normal people. Yeah. Yeah, except for Archer. And, yeah, the fucking toys. Fucking Zaniac. Oh, yeah, and Zaniac sucks. <laughs> <laughs> 
You pissed me off so much. That's one of the toys I had, and I loved it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I thought he was cool as a kid, and then, like, watching it now, I'm like, man. Oh, he's, he's awful. He's corny. Well, we could just awful. we could just lump all the various commandos and the Gorgonites in together. I thought for each character, as they came, they all did pretty good. Yeah, I liked all of them, and, like, the commandos especially, they're really, like, experienced actors that did them all. It was, like, Bruce Dern and Ernest Borgnine. That's what Jim I was going to ask you, because I remember when we George were... Kennedy. It's more in the history, like, why they picked all those guys. If you remember, because I remember you said that Bruce Dern was in this movie, and I was looking for him yeah, everywhere. He was like static. Okay. The communications guy. Yeah. Well, he kind of looks like Bruce Dern looks in the burbs. Yeah. And he's got that kind of skinny, pointy face and yeah. the, like the beret and everything. <laughs> yeah, I know Harry Shearer. I recognize his voice on the radio in one part, but he also did the voice of at least one of the Gorgonites. You know, he's one of the, the Simpsons cast members. He has like 15 different voices on that show. Yeah. The next up, I guess, is Kevin Dunn, who played Alan's dad, Stuart. And he looked like Bob Vila to me, who was his <laughs> home. Yeah, I was telling Sean about that. He's like this home improvement guy from the 90s. And yeah, he has like the same facial hair and everything. He does. He plays the disgruntled dad pretty good. Yeah, he's mad. He's a mad dad. He's trying to keep it together, but he just can't. Dude, his boats are falling apart. Toys are going nuts. He just can't keep it together. My tools. My tools. My tools. Like bondage shit. I like to bind. I like to be bound. (laughs) Brat kids throwing toilet paper on trees and shit. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, I thought he was good. Had a few good lines. He reminds me of the dad in uh, Transformers. Because he is the dad from Transformers. Holy shit, that's where I know him from. <laughs> yeah, Fuck yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I felt like I had seen this guy be a movie dad and something else. I've only seen Transformers once, and it was like when it first came Same out. Same here. No, he was the dad in Transformers, and he was the general in the 1998 Godzilla movie. Oh, fuck. Yeah, oh, wow. he was in that too. He plays a good dad. He definitely does that well. I wonder he's if he's a, dad a really aesthetic. good dad in real life. <laughs> Why did you say it like that? <laughs> yeah, just how good of a dad no. is he really? How good of a dad does he really play? I'm sure he's sufficient. Yeah. Okay. What if it turned out he didn't have any kids? It'd be like a massive fraud. I feel like I'd be betrayed. <laughs> this I'd guy's a awful. phony. I go delete my Facebook and my MySpace. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm deleting off my MySpace friends. He's no longer in my top eight. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm replacing with Tom. Yeah. Oh, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> last, certainly not least, is Phil Hartman. It's one of the last movies he was in before his wife couldn't kill him. Yeah, R.I.P. Dude. God, that guy was so good in everything. Yeah. It's funny. Like the thing I really thought of watching him was just because his voice was The Simpsons. Because he did Troy. McClure and he did that crooked lawyer guy whose name I can't remember. Yeah. He's great. He can make anything sound funny. Yeah, he has the best voice. Yeah. Just the best voice. He's like, he does. He's like the you are example of playing a douchebag. Like he does it so well. Yeah. Better than like anybody I've seen on the screen. Well, well he, he was the so prototype right. of the Milf Hunter back in uh, <laughs> yeah, Jingle, Jingle All the Way. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the right tool for the job. <laughs> so that wraps up the cast. I'm going to the brief, and I do mean pretty brief history of Small Soldiers. Director Joe Dante originally wanted the cast of the 1987 action film Predator to play the Commando Elite, with Arnold Schwarzenegger as Chip Hazard, Shane Black as Kip Killigan, Carl Weathers as Butch Meathook, Jesse Ventura as Brick Bazooka, Sonny Landham as Nick Nitro, and Bill Duke as Link Static. William H. Macy was considered to play the character of Irwin Mayfair. Richard Jekyll, best known for appearing in the 1967 war film The Dirty Dozen, was originally cast to play Link Static, but he died during pre-production. Five other members of The Dirty Dozen's cast 
did appear in Small Soldiers, those being Ernest Borgnine, Jim Brown, Clint Walker, George Kennedy, and Dick Miller. The design of the Gorgonites was strongly influenced by the look of the characters in the TV show He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, with the commandos being based on the G.I. Joe toys. According to Dante, the direction of the film changed in two key ways during production. The film was originally intended to be edgier and aimed at teens, but... <laughs> But midway through production, the studio changed its mind and decided to try to make it more family-friendly to meet the demands of sponsors. You could say they pussed out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a puss move. <laughs> As Dante put it, elements of both ideas made it into the movie, and a lot of the action and explosions were cut. It was also planned to have the toys be mostly puppets made by the famous special effects artist, Stan Winston. But oh. the studio decided to use a lot of CGI instead because it was cheaper and easier. But yeah, the Stan Winston puppets, like when you see them and they're an actual action figure. I think those were made by Stan Winston. Small Soldiers was made with a budget of $40 million and made how much at the U.S. box office? Oh, this was kind of a big deal. So it was made with $40 million? Yep. I'm gonna say $400 million. <laughs> $400 million? Alright. Yeah. Ten times the amount? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go a little bit lower than that. I'm gonna I think say they it, nailed it on this one. I'm gonna say it made probably about $70 million. I bet it made some of its money back. Keith, you were slightly closer. Yeah, $54.7 million oh. at the oh, U.S. Wow. box office including $14 million in its opening weekend. Yeah, it didn't make a ton of money. It's um, a big deal in my mind. I kind of figured it was too, because like, I fucking love that movie, and like, my friends at the time did, and I know you guys both saw it. I just thought everybody saw it. It was all over Burger King. <laughs> I remember, it was like on Burger King promotions for fucking ever. Yeah, they had the monopoly on that shit. So a little bit about Joe Dante, again. Born in Morristown, New Jersey in 1946, uh, Joe Dante first gained attention with 1978's Piranha. Along with Small Soldiers, he's known for Rock and Roll High School, The Howling, Twilight Zone the movie, Gremlins, Explorers, Inner Space, Amazon Women on the Moon, The Burbs, hey, shout out to The Burbs, Hello. Gremlins 2, The New Batch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matinee, Looney Tunes Back in Action, Oh shit. The Hole, and Burying the X. So I guess we can get into the movie itself, DreamWorks logo with like an ominous drum roll over it. Which I was um, surprised by, I forgot that this movie was made by DreamWorks. This was back when they were like pretty good. I think they were pretty new, yeah, I think that, yeah. like they'd only been around for maybe a few years. This was like after Ants, maybe? I think it's like the same year. Or maybe the year before. Hmm. Ants was definitely 98 or 99. They're oh, busy wow. back then, man. Making the classic after classic. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so they got to Shrek and just really dumped it. Just yeah. dumped ass, man. <laughs> <laughs> Took a wet shit. And we see that cool, laser-carved Small Soldiers logo. I like that the characters like turn at the camera. Like, and, oh, <gasps> and then look at each other like, oh, no, we got to fight. It's like this intense face-off. Pretty good, yeah. It reminded me of the game. They have oh, a yeah. little opening like that in the Squad yeah, commander. that's right. It opens up with this flyover to this major company. It looks like Globotech Industries, where they got this crazy bombastic score. What do you guys think of the music in this movie? Like specifically the original score before the music choices. I thought it was good. It was Jerry Goldsmith who did the original score. I think he might be the same guy that did the Burbs because they sound really the similar. The music yeah. does remind me of the music in that movie. And Joe Dante, he loves to use the same actors over and over again. So it wouldn't surprise me if he liked to use the same composer as well. Yeah. I thought it was good. I was good, and a lot of them were pretty memorable. So Globotech is they like make weapons basically. A lot of other shit and now they want to get into consumer goods including the toy business. So there's uh, two men who are getting ready for a meeting walking down a hallway. One's incredibly nervous kind of still putting things together in his little portfolio and uh, the other one's like really calm, really put together really cool. Telling calm, them to just, confident, cocky yeah. suave, different Yeah, he's a hot shot dickhead. Beefcake. <laughs> and they're greeted by Miss Kegel. Ooh. 
Oh, yeah. If anyone doesn't know, I think that's like what the taint muscle. That's uh, an exercise that you do. It's a vaginal exercise to increase elasticity and tightness, I believe. Well, I think men have those muscles too. I think everybody does. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you flex them, ladies. But the Kegel is like the exercise. You can right? turn, yeah. turn a piece of coal into a diamond. On <laughs> it. You can do it. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's Look it up. filthy. At, talk to your doctor. Um, yeah, ask, ask if Kegels Kegel. are right yeah, for you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it for more than four hours, though. For um, Kegel last. <laughs> So Miss Kegel, Miss Kegel is, pretty, um, is the CEO secretary. She's got like the hot librarian look going on. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. She, she directs them into the office. In walks Dennis Leary. It's like not even like a few seconds, and he's already launching into a rant about everything that's shitty about like this industry. Yeah. It was what were they called? The Heartland Toy Company. Something really fucking innocent sounding like that. They bought them out, I guess. Yep. And yep. they're the yeah. only two carryovers that they kept from that company. Irwin shows off his Gorgonites idea, and it's like a new toy that's like pretty innovative idea of like it's a learning technology, kind of like the Furby, but actually works yeah and will actually learn from its environment you can communicate with and he's like wait a minute learning yeah like boo fuck that basically yeah. he doesn't want to sell anything educational because he's like kids fucking hate learning kids will be stupid forever keep them dumb they keep buying shit and that's how i live jay moore whatever larry he's got a toy of his own he brings out this big like briefcase that like slides open and then we see major chip hazard for the first time and mars is just he's, he's like hmm yeah it took his breath away he's got a much He's got a much better presentation than David Cross does. David Cross is kind of tripping over himself. He's got like these cheap ass cardboard cutouts. Yeah. We got this drawing that you can have. It shows yeah. off this high tech commercial. Yeah, the ad looks fucking cool. It's like Chip punching through glass to get out of his box, yeah. and these kids are like, "Oh my god, it's fucking awesome! Wow, wow, yeah, Chip Hazard rocks." The CG is pretty good too. I think this is the first time you see the CG. Yeah, uh, I guess we just kind of talk about the CG now. Oh, fuck it. It's interesting because. Because it's like, yeah, every shot where they really move around that much, it's CG. And yeah. if it's more still, then they have the actual, like, action figure Stan Winston things. I think it works pretty well. It's kind of like, does it look real exactly? Like, no. But also, it's like, the fact that it's like a CG model of an action figure, it doesn't look that out of place. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like if they tried to use that same CG to make, like, a real person. Yeah. yeah. I think it blends into the movie pretty well, and you kind of forget about it pretty yeah. soon. It's I think it looks great. Yeah. Especially for the time, because this mm-hmm. is, like, late 90s. CG yeah, 90s. CG was still pretty hit or miss then. It works for the soldiers because, like you said, they're action figures. It's the same kind of principle why um, so many people like Beast Wars so much because they were. (laughs) You guys laugh, but um, but they were robots, so the CG looked better for them as opposed to like some of the uh, models they used in that show of like actual living animals. Those look horrendously awful. Like those are. Oh my god. Uh, The whole show looks pretty fucking weird to me. Yeah, the whole thing looks pretty. You guys only see the first season. You got to see the other seasons. I used to watch it when it was on air at 6 a.m. right before school in New Mexico. I watched Inspector Gadget at that hour. So they had That's when Captain Planet was on, too. That was good shit. They stuck a lot of shows on, like, real early. But Gil Mars, he's sick of false advertising about how you can drive a Jeeps and Jeep ads up onto, like, Abraham Lincoln's head on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, and shit. And how like, you can use some shampoo, like, once, and you look like a supermodel. Like, come on, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, he wants, wants this toy to do the shit that it can do in the ad. Yeah, he wants him to talk. He wants him to jump around. He wants him to be able to shoot a real gun at a kid's head. He wants all this <laughs> shit to be real. He wants Chucky, basically. Man, I was so into, like, military hardware as a kid. Yeah? Oh, yeah, I knew, like, all about the different kinds of, like, fighter planes and shit. Not anymore, now I'm a hippie peacenik. Yeah, dude. My dreadlocks <laughs> and my, my rope sandals. Yeah. My Grateful my Dead shirts. My bruh. My Bob Marley shirts. Yeah. Went from Chad to Virgin. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> yeah, I was such a Chad when I was a kid because I wanted to grow up and blow things up. Those are the kids that get all the fucking booty. They got all the poon tang. <laughs> yeah. Get all the poos. Juicy yeah. of poon in the state. <laughs> so Dennis Leary, he gets the idea. He's like, you know what? We'll roll with these commando guys, but you know what commandos need? They need enemies to fight. And you know what? These aliens are the perfect targets for these or US the, these, these, to get. Yeah, mm. these ugly, repulsive freaks or whatever these he calls them. Stupid native-looking assholes. These fucking Shreks <laughs> need to die. Yeah, they're Shrek. <laughs> yeah, get Shreked. Get them out of their swamp, you hear me? <laughs> and that's the plan. David Cross objects. He's like, no, that's not what they're for. They're, yeah. they're peaceful, fun-loving creatures. And he's even skeptical of the capabilities. Like, I don't think we can even do that. And he's like, do it. Make it happen or I will fucking have your head for lunch. Yeah, he's like, doesn't that seem kind of violent? He's like, that's the thing. Just call it action. Kids love action. <laughs> that's a pretty good line. And yeah, they only have three months to make this thing. Yeah, it should be six. Yeah, they have no time for testing. Just make it happen. Miss Kegel gives them their passwords <laughs> so they can uh, access the facilities. All of their technology and stuff is at their disposal. David Cross, like an idiot, he says his out loud. He's like, mine's gizmo. <laughs> it's like that movie. <laughs> yeah, they got a That's reference, a of course, to uh, Gremlins. And then it cuts to his partner later. Yeah, Larry's at his computer. Yeah, and looking he's... for microchips. Yep, he can't log on because his password is in the card in his jacket pocket and he doesn't have his jacket, so he uses the password that... Gizmo. Um, gizmo. Yeah, he uses gizmo <laughs> to log in. He's looking around for chips. He finds these chips called the X-1000. Yeah, there's state-of-the-art, military surplus, weapons-grade shit. Yeah, which, that sounds very Skynet. Yeah, it does, doesn't like, it? Yeah, like T-1000, kind of like that. I know, like, a thing or two, <laughs> and literally, like, a thing or two about computer science. So much stuff in this movie does not make sense. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know <laughs> yeah. how it ship Either it processes things or it doesn't. Like, I don't know how it could be specifically formulated to be, like, deadly or dangerous. Yeah. Like, it's just like, a chip. It's just a processor, yeah. It could just run really extremely well and efficiently. Yeah, and learn Other than things. that. But, yeah, it gets half a million of these bad boys so they're making Ooh. a lot of these toys and I was thinking about man they could like remake this movie and make it so fucking crazy because oh, that's the R. thing is like they got so lucky I'm gonna spoil the whole movie but they got so lucky that somebody got their hands on these things early so they found out these things had like serious serious problems imagine if nobody tried to use one of these things yeah. until the release date and then like tens of thousands of people went out and bought them on day one the whole fucking country would have been in flames. Sequel. <laughs> Let's make, see a sequel. Well, there's yeah. Chucky. Maybe it'll pick up the mantle. Let's see. Yeah, it'll be like the Lost World. It gets to a major <laughs> yeah. city. And that's what we always wanted to see, man. So yeah, then we see a montage of toys being made, like 3D printed and yeah, all this shit. Yeah, laser modeling. And that's when they yeah. actually have like the opening credits. It's probably almost 10 minutes in. It mm. takes a fair amount of time. Get and this, we get that cool music. Yeah, we get this like... <laughs> It's like these fucking crazy ass lasers are like 3D printing these action figures. We got like shots of uh, like these robot faces. That yeah, have, like, it's like the Terminator really, skeleton. Really yeah. fucking bugged out eyes. It was creepy as fuck to look at. It reminds me of Child's Play 2, I think, where they're like reconstructing him at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Like, and it's like really gruesome shit. Like it's pretty cool. Yeah, I remember wondering like how much these fuckers would cost. A lot. Uh, like I wonder what those chips cost. They say later that they cost 80 bucks, but they seem like they would cost more than that. Unless the chips were not that expensive but they seem like they would be oh that's maybe more like 150 bucks today's money but still it's not too terrible for something that advanced like at all it's actually a really good deal yeah like a smartphone is 150 bucks and this is like a thing like a living thing (laughs) yeah like i remember like as a kid i was like 79.95 that's like fucking what a rip a thousand weeks allowance holy shit (laughs) and then we see alan riding his bike through the neighborhood you said this reminds you of the burbs it opens up pretty much just like that the music's got a much lighter happier tone he's cruising around on his bike signed for oktoberfest 
Fest. Yep. Yeah. Coming up nice. The only thing that's missing is Tom Hanks with a newspaper and someone throwing coffee at him. This movie, for some reason, well, why not, I guess, is set in Northeast Ohio. Hmm. I know that from the area code that it uses, 330. I think the town might be called Morristown. I swear I remember seeing a sign for Morristown, which is, of course, the name of Joe Dante's real hometown back in Jersey. Thinking about that tone change thing, this feels like, if they sort of almost made two movies, this feels like mm-hmm. a scene from, like, the more kid-friendly part the of the production. Film, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then, like, when he's, like, tying him up in the truck, has, like, a knife to his neck in the truck, that's more of, like, the PG-13 edgy one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've seen old ladies, like, oh, I love this story. And their grandson's like, this place sucks dick, Granny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they never had anything good. This place blows, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we see Alan cruising on his bike. He's going to the toy shop. He's running it almost like he's on probation. It's his dad's shop. He's stuck there running it after school instead of being able to go off and do anything else because we yeah, find out through the course of the movie that Alan's been up to some mischief a few months back. Yeah, he burnt down like six schools or something. <laughs> he's the fire starter. Yeah. <laughs> he's the wicked fire starter. He's the wicker boy instead of the wicker man. Yeah. <laughs> and Dick Miller shows up with his toy truck delivering the shipment. He has this kind of slightly weird tone in his voice. He's like, Gorgonites and Commando Elites. What are those? <laughs> Ooh, what are those, daddy? <laughs> he's like, let's find out. Yeah, and they crack him open, pull him out, and it's like, oh, some cool looking toys here. Like, very modern action figures. I'm find out they're actually yeah, by voice command. The toy shop is owned by his dad, but it's like an antique toy shop. Yeah. And there's a line dropped earlier where it's like, you know your dad's rules, no war toys. So he doesn't yeah. like any of that stuff. Well, I remember thinking as a kid, I was like, this toy store looks pretty cool. Yeah, me too. It's all kind of wood, a lot of stuff that looks maybe handmade. Yeah, it's not all the cheap plastic crap that you would see at like Walmart or whatever. Yeah, toys R Us. I mean, that stuff's cool too, but yeah. you know. But it's like more game stuff, it looks like. Yeah, probably. Which is pretty cool. But they, they turn them on, the voice. <clears throat> yep. So they read the back of the box. Alan wants to, as he puts it, borrow them. And he's like, just say they fell off back of the truck. And he's like, I don't like your tone. It's yeah. too loud. <laughs> and he agrees to it. He says, like, yeah, I'll sell these and they'll cut you in. Yeah, he's got a pretty good relationship with this truck driver. He says he'll lose the, the paperwork. Um, better not come back to bite me in the ass, kid. But yeah, he's played by Dick Miller, who's also in The Burbs. And he was the garbage man. Yeah, he's the garbage yeah. man. The other garbage man's in this movie later. He's in Night of the Creeps. He's in a lot of good movies, usually bit parts, but he's also an actor I really liked. He's in yeah. Gremlins, too. So they leave the room to hash out the details, and then we get this shot of Chip Hazard's head slowly <laughs> turning towards Archer as this fucking crazy trumpet starts kicking in. (laughs) (laughs) And then Archer looks back at him and it's funny, like at certain points in this movie the toys seem to like almost play dead. Why do they not want people to fully know how smart they are It's like half Toy Story rules. It's like pick one line and stick with it. Well, when it happens later there's a reason for it but we'll get to that. Yeah, with Archer. Starts setting the toys up and Kirsty. Christy. Christy, Christy, yeah. She shows up and fucking Alan gets all sweaty. Bust a nut. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she shows up with her turdlet brother. He's clamoring around slapping his hands and everything. He's like, these toys are boring. I wanted to go to Toy World. Yeah. This place sucks. <laughs> so he wanders off. Alan and Christy, they make small talk. She's heard of him. I've heard of you, you know. His reputation precedes him as being a bad boy. A naughty one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's some naughty preteen steam right there. He's supreme. Preteen beat magazine. <laughs> the little kid, the little prenatal fetus, he sees, um, he sees Archer and and Chippo fighting in the back room. And he's like, declare your allegiance, and then shoots him in the head. And he's like, whoa, radical. plastic thing. Yeah, he's into it. He's like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, he's like, I love getting shot in the they head. They were talking and fighting. Oh, my God. I love how during the scene, we can hear on the radio in the background, love is a battlefield. Love is a 
just let that. Yeah, he's in love. Shoot him in the head. Um, yeah, Alan's got a hard on. He needs to have a hard off, dude. Calm down. <laughs> he's too sweaty. So her brother runs uh, runs up back to him, interrupts the conversation that they're having. He's like, I want the soldier. I want the soldier. I want the commando elite. Uh, they go out back and they realize that um, the toys have been knocked off the ground. They're missing. They find Archer, but he doesn't want Archer. So yeah. it's like he wants commando. So he's like, all right, I'll find him and I'll hold him for tomorrow. Oh, this ugly back. fucking piece of shit. And her boyfriend shows up. Yeah, Canada yeah. rolls up on his motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> do like a hot smooch and Alan like gets all weird about it. Oh, I was all man. disappointed because he's like, oh man, she's got a boyfriend. Need a girlfriend. My, the what? dream I've had for 10 minutes has been crushed. I'm gonna be perma-version forever. <laughs> That's what happens. Fucking Chad Brett and the Virgin Alan. Yeah, it's like, oh, incel! <laughs> soy boy! <laughs> no! It is, it is funny. Like, he does look so soy boy. It's, it's a good point though. Like, he does look so disappointed for someone that he had just met for like 10 minutes yeah. pretty much. It's like, what, is she gonna suck your dick right now? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, what Love world first do you live in? <laughs> true, true romance. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was wondering, like, why did they stop fighting Chippy and Archie there? They stopped fighting when they were coming back because it's like the start of the movie is like you said. It's like almost yeah. like Toy Story rules but they don't want them to know that they're alive yet. And then well, it completely goes out the window part way through the yeah, movie. Yeah, like they though. don't yeah. give a shit at all. Like, especially Chip Hazard. He's yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck. He's going hog wild <laughs> yeah, later dude. on. He sees his dad's tickets. His dad's gonna go out of town to some business seminar to try to save his business and so he has to run home and we see Bob Vila dad he's very stressed center last stress super stress his mama I, don't, I forgot her name I don't know what her name is I just called her ma I don't remember time. either was her name Linda Linda she's trying to calm down her husband just like look calm down deep breaths all of this mindfulness shit and it kind of works a little bit but then he can't find his keys he's like holy shit where the fuck are my yeah, keys they're in his pocket she's like you gotta get away from the stress stress <laughs> breathe out those stress cut that stress out of your face so he's starting to calm down, but then we hear uh, wah, wah, wah. Yeah, we hear chainsaw ripping up out back a little bit earlier. Phil Hartman's putting up a dish. He's cutting down part of the tree that goes over his side of the fence so he can get better reception. Yeah, yeah. he had a super technical way of saying it. But then he was like, this tree is just in the way. That kind of yeah. comes back. There's a lot of little things I noticed that pay off. I probably won't yeah. remember hardly any of them now that we're actually recording. Well, it's but that was Chekhov's, one. Chekhov's things coming back. Chekhov's brainiac here. Because towards <laughs> the end of the movie when they're talking about like EMP blasts, he knows a lot about that stuff. It's yeah. kind of funny. And the dish comes back a little bit. That too. Chekhov's dish. And they yell at each other about the property line. Alan shows up, brings the tickets back. Yeah, he's like, they got a new dish. It's beautiful. And he's like, no, this tree, this tree is beautiful. That dish is just another piece of techno crap to just put on your pile of other techno crap, you dumb douchebag. <laughs> you fucking techno nerd. He gets really upset, real mad. Heated. He's like, let me hold this off for you for a few minutes, buddy. Through the homicidal, his wife goes yeah. to pull him away. Yeah. He goes to leave on his trip. Mom starts grilling Alan when he comes home uh, about, did you close off the lights? Did you lock the doors? Yeah. Did you remember to empty the cash register at the shore? So at he's the like, store. yeah, I took out both quarters and all six pennies. It's like, all I did was fuck up one time and I'm a piece of shit for the rest of my life. <laughs> he's got a huge persecution <laughs> complex. Yeah. Wicked bad. In this movie. Like I feel like yeah. his parents were like just kind of pretty much acting like normal parents. Fuck, leave me alone! Like, what the hell? Well, I'm branded like for life. It's that teen angst, you know. He's yeah, just he's going true. through puberty. Like, is this things right, mom? His body's going through a lot of changes right now. Yeah, big ones. <laughs> I found out that my crush of my life for the last ten minutes already has a boyfriend. He rides a motorcycle. I'm like, I can't ride a motorcycle because I'm fucking tired. Ah! I'm gonna slash his tires. And then we'll see who the real man is. We'll see who's a pussy now. <laughs> That's how I put it now. That's how like a puss. <laughs> like, Runs over his fucking throat <laughs> <laughs> with his own bike. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, he shows up and cheap shots him with like a sock full of quarters. <laughs> 
starts kicking the shit out of him. His brain's like, hey, curse his boyfriend. Go bam. So anyway, yeah, he gets upstairs and fucking <laughs> jerks uh, off. Yeah, he spanks it real quick. He goes, he looks up. Some fucking bang bros. <laughs> yeah. Were they even around back then? Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to live in a world without bang bros, dude. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> That's the fucking dark ages. When but anyway. No, it looks like he's looking up, um, <laughs> it looks like he's looking up locations for some kind of homework project or something like that. And he hears some scuffling coming from his backpack. Oh, like, shit. What the fuck? Yeah, so I bet that's where they go at the end of the movie. Is yeah. That picture they looks at. That's yeah. what he sees. Because they're on like yeah. a camping trip, which is really easy to miss. There's just one shot where you see a Winnebago in the background. And Archer's in his backpack. Yeah, he's fucking around in there, wiggling, squiggling. <laughs> he's trying to get he's the moving, hell out. He's moving, he's grooving. Yeah, his teeth are like chiclets. He's eating German potato soup. Yeah, he's trying to get him out. And he, Alan takes him out and he's like, oh, hey, you there. That's cool. Stands him up on the desk and he's like, halt, who goes there? Whatever the fuck he says. Right, yeah. That was like the command phrase from earlier. He's like, greetings. I am Gorgonite, whatever the I fuck. Am, I am Archer, Archer, emissary of the Gorgonites. Beware, there will be no mercy. Yeah, I keep saying that. It's and like really, busted, dude. You don't know why for a while. It's just programmed to be a bitch. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Well, it was part of that, and I also think that, like, maybe the reason why they're acting so bugged out is because, like, the chips had just come online, so they were still, like, kind of oh. learning how things worked. We find out in a little bit they actually have, instead of artificial intelligence, it's real intelligence. Like actual intelligence. Well, yeah. I mean, it is still artificial. <laughs> it's kind it's, of, it's, it's like, what's really artificial? artificial. It's like, what's the difference? It's synthesized intelligence. Yeah. I just asked too many questions, I think, when I watched this time. I was like, why do they blink? Their eyes get dry? I guess to add Programmed, some lifelikeness. Yeah. Well, he repeats the phrase again, and then he asks Alan what his name is. Yeah, when he's doing his homework. Yeah, he's yeah, doing his homework. Computer. Like, my name is Alan. Now shut up, okay? I'm trying to do my homework. Greetings, yeah. Alan. Now shut up. Alan's like, wait, what did you just say? He was like, whoa, man, this thing actually like repeated what I said. Yeah. That's insane. But it doesn't move after that. Yeah. And he's yeah, like, so. oh, is it just a toy? Like, what the? Yeah, I was thinking, like, why are they kind of like selectively mute? It is. It's weird. But like you said, Keith, like maybe they are just kind of learning. Communication skills are increasing. Yeah. 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 yeah, They've like he looks away like he's like, whatever. I guess it was just in my mind. He's doing his homework. And then we cut back to Archer's face and he does like a blink. I almost wanted him to be like wink at the camera. Just like ching. It's like like Chucky though. It's pretty menacing, man. But it was just a blink. I Um, shit myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I shit bricks. And then Chip Hazard, he wakes up for some reason, busts out of his box. Just like in the commercial. All too real. And uh, then he wakes up all the other commandos. They all come online. Yeah, they all bust out and then they do the roll call and they go through everyone's names. They say like they say their occupations and it's almost like yep. what you would just read off the back of each box. <laughs> yeah, you wanted to buy them, which uh-huh. I thought was a nice touch. They all had great names too. It was yeah. it, it made me think of that movie on uh, Mystery Science Theater. What the hell was it? Uh, Space Mutiny. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. They kept yeah. coming up with like blast hard cheese, super <laughs> macho names. Yeah, because there's Brick Bazooka, Kip Killigan, Link Static, Butch Meat Hook. Yeah, that was a classic <laughs> one. Uh, Nick Nitro. Nick Nitro. Nick Nitro was my favorite out of all the commandos. Which one was your guys' favorite? He was my favorite in the game because he could just, yeah. he could blow shit up He's so so awesome. well. I liked Kip Killigan just because I like Ernest Borgnine and mm. his voice is really funny. Although there was one part where Nick Nitro talks and he has such a weird sounding voice and almost reminded me of Adam West or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, surrender, Gorgonite ally. <laughs> and I, I got to look up which actor that was because he has such an odd voice. No, my favorite was probably uh, Brick Bazooka. Nice. Yeah, yeah he was good too. He's he looks so sweet. fucked. His head is so tiny. He's got these big fucking square teeth and like a crazy huge jaw. Almost looks like he's an underbite. He looks like a Ren and Stimpy character. If he was mm-hmm. a real person, his his arms would be like 80 inches in circumference. Like it's they're like all a, like ridiculously proportioned. It's like Pinhead from Puppet Master, that one that has the tiny head, but the oh, huge yeah. hands. Like yeah. so creepy. Fuck Puppet Master. Dude. Just, <laughs> that's too scary, dude. <laughs> that's too much. I don't play that too. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of like that they have like the little. Z- 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 
the gear yeah. noises when they move around, even when it's CG. Like they, yeah. I like that they have that continuity. Yeah, and they've nice. got Terminator vision too. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> I did too. And yeah, they want to go look for better weapons. They know like these little plastic guns aren't going to do anything. Standard protocol is ineffective or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And shout out to Five Star Binders. Just noticed <laughs> that he had one. I was like, everybody had those back yeah, then. Yeah, Five Star <laughs> Trapper Keepers, dude. We see some Terminator vision in the next scene. Like Archer's looking at Alan. Is like Alan now shut up is the name and then status off when he's sleeping and I saw the nice poster there yeah Power Man 5000 yeah woo this is like world class. <laughs> Archer has a tender scene with the household cat. That's pretty cute. And then he gets on the old Google machine and starts learning about all the wonders of the world. Yeah, he uses the yeah. power of Netscape to, uh, <laughs> learn, to, yeah. to use yeah. the internets in order to find where Gorgon is. Yeah. <laughs> and back on Windows 95. It was yeah. Netscape. I could see the little yeah. uh, the little end in the corner on wow, the screen. That's dude, awesome. When Netscape was the shit. And yeah. it, was, it was everywhere. Then Windows fucking killed it. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. Turned into Firefox. Hey, they, re- they have revived themselves as Firefox very successful yeah. and he finds a picture of Gorgon yeah, it's like Gorgon. this picture of I don't know it looks like maybe Yosemite National Park or somewhere it looks um, like Shrek Swamp that's where they want to go no it didn't okay I guess it didn't <laughs> I mean, that'd be cool. Looks like a nicer version of Shrek Swamp. It'd like be crazy if that's where they ended up. I mean, they're, they're both DreamWorks movies, so... Yeah, it's a crossover. <laughs> oh, my God. What if the Shrek movies take place in Gorgon? Oh, shit. They gotta make... The yeah, they gotta make Shrek 5 when the Gorgonites oh, actually make it all the way the back. crossover. Revive Whoa. the Small Soldiers and then do the whole franchise. Reboot it. Turn it into the franchise it never was, Shrek it Soldiers. <laughs> do 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 <laughs> that's a fucking billion dollar idea that's a trillion dollar idea that's man. a trillion dollar movie that's when the cat licks him and, and he kind of like because he's he ticklish well that's the thing i can, asked can they feel pain do they that's have the like thing. skin sensors yeah because they're all the commandos and they're all oh they're all oh. like oh, on fire yeah. they're all like do these are these things programmed to feel pain but like, later is, in the movie really... archer can't feel wind yeah so it's like what the hell's going on plastic so they seem to kind of go back and forth with that rule i don't know sliding scale over here Maybe. also i wondered if the commando is acting out when they're like injured is just part of the programming oh, so it makes it more realistic oh, more yeah, like war scenario so he starts giggling at the affection alan wakes up he's like quit fucking my cat don't you dare jerk off of my little household kitty get the fuck away <laughs> i guess he is like a cat creature thing doesn't chip call him he, a kitty at one point i don't remember that line specifically but he does have these kind of cat-like features he looks almost like he'd have whiskers if he was a real guy like a some kind of weird cheetah man he almost looks like a cheetah man he almost looks like a Khajiit from the Elder Scrolls games like those cat yeah. people from like Skyrim cool cool uh, cat people <laughs> cat people like wins <laughs> cool cool cat people screw like, like the, the winds wind. even old Moe Noah didn't want to let him in. in cat people came in <laughs> alright I saw one take down a zebra just by biting its throat. I seen oh. them working in their boots and their coats. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Good song. Yeah. Um, Alan finds out that um, Archer's been using his computer, and he's like, if you find a virus in there, you're going to the microwave, bitch. Yeah, he sees more of how smart he is. Wouldn't that do a lot of damage, though, in the microwave? That like, might blow up his whole kitchen. He doesn't yeah, know the tech that's in this machine. It might blow up the microwave anyway. Yeah. Is it worth it? Would it be worth it? Is what it, about you? Are you going to heat Mac? up your Chef Boyardee's Think now? Think about On the stove Mac. and wait for, like, whole 
five minutes? Yeah, like a fucking loser? <laughs> like a goddamn Gorgonite? I don't think so. Like you're living in the Stone Age, friend. <laughs> Chippo gives like a Patton-type speech. He's standing in front of like a puzzle of the American flag, and it plays like the music from Patton. And, <laughs> and he's just kind of mixing all these different famous speeches and lines from movies together. Ask not what your country can do for you, but regret that you only have one life to give or something. Yeah. And he just throws in all these different quotes. Which I was wondering if that was also part of the programming because they all have just like cheap one-liners throughout the whole movie. So it's like maybe they were just programmed to sound like a fucking 50s war film. Well, I mean, that's what, that's I, what I think. Well, that's yeah. what a lot of action figures were though. Like you push the button on their arm or you pull the string on their back and they spout out a cheesy one-liner. Yeah, I think that they're kind yeah, of pre-programmed yeah. phrases that they had. And... Arnold Schwarzenegger as Chip Hazard would have been fucking awesome with his one-liner ability. He's yeah. the ultimate. He can make people's heads explode with just one line. Ser- yeah. Seriously. It's dangerous. After the speech, it ignites the bloodlust in all of the commandos and they fucking rip and tear ass on the Gorgon. Rip Knights. and tear. When I rip and kill at will. But I thought the whole movie had kind of a somewhat anti-war I don't know, slant. There Still we go. Slant. Yeah. slant to it. And at least sort of like the silly way war is presented, especially to kids, and also in a lot of movies that don't show you that much of the reality of it. Yeah, like I thought the, this movie was kind of making fun of that. The military entertainment complex? Yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. Stuff that Metal Gear talks about, man. Yeah. Like a real video game. Yeah, dude. imagine a world without borders. <laughs> imagine a, imagine the world without the war economy and what that would do. <laughs> and uh, they kill Troclacon, but he's the yeah, only one. Yeah, they tear him to pieces. Dude. Or they tried to anyway. He's the only one they got to, though. The other ones were able to hide, I guess. Because that's what they're programmed to do, to just hide and accept defeats. <laughs> that's it. Like, they could have made it that's a little bit harder. That's the only challenge for the commandos is just finding them, which I guess is kind of tricky. <laughs> they're pretty good at hiding, really. Yeah. They are. They're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. They just made this whole line of toys. They look pretty tough and badass, but they're like this bunch of pussies. I know. Like, one's huge. He's got literally a rock fist. Like, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, the other one's like this big-ass rhino man and Ocula. I don't really know what he's going to do. Just the rest of them. Blink you to death. Well, yeah. He shoot lasers out of his eyes, maybe. I think he's more of the... Uh, he's, he's the like recon the surveillance. Guy. Yeah. He, he was the he's, scout guy in the game. He was the equivalent of Link Static. In the game, you would use them to scout up ahead because everything was in a black fog. You had to, like, explore the area, so you'd use looks or static, yeah. yeah. So back at the toy store... The shop's fucked. Like Christy they... shows up, and this place is a wreck. And she's like, are you doing some kind of insurance fraud thing? <laughs> like, she just immediately assumes he's a terrible person. He gets pissed off. Like, don't believe like... the hype, man. He gets pissed off. He's just like, one time. One time. Jesus Christ, people. <laughs> well, it was really not one time because even he admits that he got kicked out of two different schools. The story was um, it was ten. Yeah, it was, it was not nearly that many. Come on. But you know how kids are. Everybody's got a bigger fish. That's how know? rumors get started, man. Yeah, yeah dude, that's how wars Words get started. Words do hurt. She's there to pick up the toys. <laughs> he tries to uh, rebuff her saying that they got stolen. They kind of make small talk a bit. They find out that they're into a lot of the same shit. They hate the same yeah. sitcom or whatever. Yeah, yeah and they both, they both like, like X-Files and Led Zeppelin. It's my favorite band. <laughs> well, those are pretty cool things. Yeah, they're awesome. Credit to the screenwriter for that. Adam Rifkin, hollow. Yeah, holla. It's a new stupid thing we're doing. Is <laughs> um, <laughs> um, boy? Yeah, holla your boy. <laughs> his, his dad comes into the toy shop just as they're getting done cleaning it up, but he immediately notices that the ship's mast. It's clearly been broken. He takes it. He's like, "What the hell's been going on here?" Yeah, he like breathes on it and it falls apart. And he's like, "What were you dusting with a croquet mallet?" Like, he's what like, the "Fuck." He's like, "Dude, itty bitty baby, itty bitty boat." <laughs> I don't habib it. Believe it. Twinkie house. <laughs> 
I'll give five internet dollars to anyone that knows that reference. Nice. What is that? Bitcoins? Is that internet dollars? Internet bucks? I don't have any internet money, man. You just fucking blew it. <laughs> <laughs> well, give them something else, man. There's another scam. <laughs> Goddamn phonies. I didn't think it through. I know we already said it earlier, so who cares? We flooded the bathroom, did some graffiti, bomb scare. Yeah, bomb scare. That's a pretty big deal. You can go to jail for that easy. Yeah. Well, this is pre-9-11. They didn't care as much. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was um, a different time. Three years There's a bomb off, scare yeah. at our school. You guys remember that? I remember that. Mm-hmm, I do. Yeah, freshman year. That was pretty weird. They just like made us all walk to like a nearby school building. We all yeah. went to the old guild. Yeah, yeah. used well. Oh, but yeah, it was yeah. a school that way back. It was the high school, and then it was a junior high. And when I was a kid, it was just kindergarten. It's just that one grade, and now it's affordable housing. But at the time, it was just like school district offices. But yeah, that was pretty weird. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, that didn't was you like up. escape? Yeah, I'd be fucking like <laughs> stalking up into the woods. I got <laughs> with like just some other kids. With, just broke from the line. Yeah. yeah, I got out of math class. Yeah, yeah I just I went home. Gym. Yeah. <laughs> I just went home and smoked pot. <laughs> <laughs> Played Tony Hawk. Like, nice. It's like going back to school. There's fucking bombs there. <laughs> yeah, why, why would I go back? <laughs> But yeah, it's funny. He says it was a long time ago. I'm like, this kid's like 15 at the oldest. What did he do it when he was like, was he like six? Or, or, <laughs> even when he, or even like 12 or something. Like, that'd be surprising. He's from the streets, yo. He was a problem child. He was problem three. child three. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Yeah, the worst one. That was the worst one, wasn't it? I don't it? think the, I've seen that one, honestly. I think that was the one where there was a, another problem child. And it was a girl this time. Yeah, I remember there was like some movie that we reviewed and like some piece of shit. And the only thing, one of the only things the director did... But Besides that, was like Problem Child three. Yeah, yeah I can't remember what it was. No, he was one of the writers for the Super Mario Brothers movie. I think. Oh, that was probably it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> While this is all going on, um, Archer won't shut the fuck up about the Quark at night. Yeah. <laughs> this dude's got a one track mind. Beware, yeah, no mercy. Look, must find the Gorkenites. That's <laughs> all he says. Can I talk now, Alan? No. I would get sick of this toy quick, fast. Like holy shit. <laughs> and she takes the toy Archer on the way out because her boy beef boyfriend rolls up on his little Honda motorcycle there. Yeah, she covers for Alan and kind of takes the box and everything so his dad doesn't see it. She gets out there and they kind of like hit it off, sort of, kind of. There's like a little, little bit, there's like a little, little bit twinkle. Of a I think yeah. even the first time she's like, oh, come visit me once in a while. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah. yeah. Hey, talk to me more or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then Brett's like, you were going to come watch my big game. <laughs> I had a scrimmage. Uh, fuck. <laughs> I thought you were going to come to my practice. I was just doing Adderalls. I'm sorry. I didn't know it was practice day. <laughs> <laughs> imagining him as like a guy who's like clearly 28 like chewing tobacco but he's like still he's like still in high school spitting tobacco juice on the like a water bottle (laughs) yeah it's like a five o'clock shadow and he's like still playing football beating up on like 15 year olds like hey i gotta come to my my practice hey babe he looked like he was about 25 (laughs) he looked really old he looked pretty fucking old he looked older than those kids i know like kirsten dunce really was like 16 at the oldest i don't know how old this guy he looks like an actual sexual predator (laughs) he was not a boy he was a man beef dude (laughs) and my man meat you shall have <laughs> they drive off dad he, finds all of his tools missing he's pissed off about that he's like i don't believe it i'm bobby what and archer keeps fucking talking on the way home on the bike he's in the backpack link static spots him leaving the place and reports him so they like shoot brick bazooka at the bike they try to climb up it he's got with, a knife in his teeth yep with the slingshot he's going up to assassinate archer and i thought this whole scene was uh pretty nice i thought the cg interacted with the bike and the environment pretty well i thought this stuff looked awesome like him running around on like the spokes like the spokes would catch the knife in his teeth and his head would flick up when they would hit him and stuff. He got his nutsack
back dragged on the tire. Oh, yeah. This <laughs> is little fucking little flat Ken area. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the fuck. That was a buff job. We had a dog chasing after the bike. I wonder like, if they did that because Toy Story did it at the end of the first movie. Oh, maybe. And Probably. A, in his Terminator vision, it's like possible Gorgonite. He's like, Gorgonite canine core. Canine core. It's the secret core they've never heard of. And he gets that rug burn and then he gets caught up in the chain of the bike and he just gets ripped apart into like 10 pieces. His legs go flying. Yeah. And there's like a random Wilhelm scream thrown in. You know, like a stormtrooper <laughs> scream. Good. Alan thinks it's a pothole. He's a damn, damn potholes. I was impressed as a kid. He said, damn. Tell he's a little bit edgy. This is from the PG-13 version. And he's like, I'm pretty messed up, sir. And they find Alan's fucking huge house. Yeah. You only see his house yeah. in a few shots, but they live in like a fucking mansion almost. Like, like that shop can't they, be doing that bad. His mom must make a lot of money doing whatever oh, she does. Yeah, she's a stewardess, right? Yeah, that's right. She's got like a flight attendant uniform on a lot of the movies, so maybe those people make good money. Because, yeah, apparently they make 56 cents a day at that stupid toy store. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't just pay close no bills. it down. Yeah, like what the hell? I'm losing money. The taxes are just bleeding you out, man. Just close it. Let it die. So he calls the toy helpline or whatever and gets Sherry O'Terry from Saturday Night Live and he explains the situation. She's like, I'm sorry, we don't replace lost toys and she's not solving any of his problems. Yeah, she's making it worse. She's exacerbating the situation. I think she's a lady. Yeah, he's like, I want to talk to somebody else. It's like, okay, lady. Okay, ma'am. You can go talk to their machine. I'm not a ma'am! <laughs> I'm a silly boy! <laughs> it's a boy in the name! It's totally different, you guys. Come on, knock it off. He's I getting, can't go play Nintendo. He's, Cut it out. he's getting pissy pants. Um, the commandos, they go to pick up uh, Brick Bazooka and they find Alan as he's going back into his house. Chip Hazard says, it's a small world after all. Oh, yeah. That's a little Shrek dig at Disney. You see that? Way ahead of its time. Oh, it's yeah. insane. Insane. Well, I'm trying to remember, like, if this was the time <laughs> when their rivalry with Disney kind of started, or if this was, like, before that. I, I thought remember. it was immediate. <laughs> <laughs> from day one as soon it was birthed out of the earth it had a fiery hatred for Disney in its heart I guess maybe just makes with you shrug after that we cut to a press conference where uh, Larry he's given a speech about how awesome and radical these toys are I'm like okay Todd just like you're saying about Fallout 76 right no oh, fuck you Todd Howard and, and EA dicks <laughs> oh man those cocksuckers maybe they burn in hell and we see this guy come in in like a full Chip Hazard costume freaks David Cross out it looks yeah. so funny and so weird at the same time and Miss Keagle is there is dressed as a soldier. Cosplay is hot, dude. Yeah, cosplayer. <laughs> well, David Cross is like, dude, there's something up with the chips. We need to go talk to the manufacturer. Where the hell did you get these things? Well, they hear yeah. the voicemail yeah. that he left on that machine about the lawsuit, about how they're fighting each other. And, and like, everything's standard. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, the design's standard, the programming's like, standard. On the message, he's like, I got one word for you, lawsuit. He's like, I got two words, that kid. Countersuit, one word. Two words. One, two. It's, it's two, two words, words, Larry. Larry. <laughs> <laughs> the design was standard. The whatever was standard. And he's like, oh. It's like, what's that? Oh. It's like, oh, what? Not, it's not like, oh. You know, like, oh. Oh. It's funny because he's like playing with like this um, this plastic ball that like expands when you pull it out. And yeah. Shit. It's like the, the body acting was really good here. Yeah, it was yeah. funny stuff. And he's like, no, that was a serious oh. Like, what the hell's going on here, man? <laughs> he's like, the chips. It's got to be the chips. He's like, you put munitions chips in toys? <laughs> One of the best lines in the film. A great yeah. line. So we come back to Archer and he starts hearing the little like faux Gorgonites over there. Commandos pretending to be Gorgonites. Leads him out of the hallway into the closet. Maybe think of that one scene in Spaceballs when um, she's going back out to what she thinks is her father. He's like, would I lie? <laughs> and he rolls his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> this reminds me of Toy Story too when Woody is yelling, oh Hannah! 
out of the closet. Another Toy Story connection. I know some people have accused this of being a ripoff of that movie. I've seen like most of that movie, and I was only once. Yeah, I, I guess like it's living toys. Like I the, guess, the, the, so the, the basic basic similarity that like one the, way, it's like, but it's, it's like really this different. This is a ripoff of Chucky. Yeah, yeah, no, pretty like, different. This, this movie, I don't get that accusation. Yeah. Oh, this movie's like nothing like Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, it's a oh, completely the, different thing. Certainly, the tone is. Yeah, tone is like yeah. night and day. But yeah. even like the narrative is like it's focused less on violence, I guess. They only sort of hide their intelligence for a little bit, sort of off and on at the beginning of yeah. the movie. It's not like all the time, yeah, like in like Toy Story. It a lesson. But yeah, they trick him. Chip Commando is like, hi, ah, you little bitch, and turns on a flashlight and blinds him. <laughs> yeah, they, like, all, they all tackle him there. and beat the crap out of him. Yeah, they suspend him above a garbage disposal, and they're going to dispose of him. <laughs> Crazy, yeah. Well, Alan wakes up because he hears the commotion, and he's um, going downstairs. He sees him dangling over the garbage disposal. The shot of him like hanging upside down, like slowly being lowered into it, always freaked me out as a kid, just because of like the angle. It's like really un- unsettling and off-putting. Well, there's a shot of the garbage disposal. It's like a slow zoom in on yeah. the fucking spinning blades of the disposal. Alan goes to stop him, and fucking Nick Nitro has this little buzzsaw-looking thing. And I thought it was a dental drill. It sounded like one. Well, it has. It's not a drill. I don't think it's like this little sort of circular saw-looking thing, but it's not yeah. that big. But yeah, it gives him a nasty gash on the side of his hand. That always looked really painful. But because he's only like what six inches tall, Alan pulls the buzzsaw away from. Him. He cuts Archer down. He grabs Nick Nitro and blows out the match when he tries to light a small stick of dynamite and then he uh shoves him right into the fucking guard's disposal legs first and we just get this awesome shot of him spinning around in it as <laughs> and you hear so the machine starts going and see sparks flying like everywhere it's like incredibly violent like <laughs> holy shit it is but it's like fucking hilarious <laughs> yeah. at the same time so we might have covered this a bit already but like I thought the designs for all these the commandos and the Gorgonites were just really cool yeah you mentioned you had some of the action figures like I always like wanted to have the whole set the full size that they are in the movie and they look like if they were real toys they'd be like super well made like really sturdy hard to yeah. break yeah and like actually really expensive like those collector toys that like the McFarlane toy line or, yeah like, those ones where they're super detailed and yeah. tall the whole Warhammer shit there's like a tabletop game for like Warhammer and I, I worked with somebody who collected the pieces and the, I can't remember how much he said they were but they're a lot that's crazy um, but they're like really well made yeah I really liked the Gorgonites especially like I've, re- yeah. I've always been into monsters it's just a whole collection of fuck freaks <laughs> I, I love it which one's your favorite Gorgonite we did the commandos my only oh. one for the Gorgonites mm. mine's Insaniac oh I, can, I hate him <laughs> when I was a kid it was Insaniac and it might still be but I liked Frankie a lot too yeah he was cool I liked was it Punch It there's Punch It and Scratch It and Scratch It was like the little guy hangs on top of his head yeah, yeah. The but I, I liked his Peter Lorne voice yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah he was cool him and also Archer he almost succeeds in killing Nick Nitro but he's able to like drag himself by his hands up out the window because his parents hear the commotion and they come down and distract yeah. Alan his father comes down with a baseball bat ready to kill somebody <laughs> yeah he doesn't know what the fuck's going yeah, on yeah like all of the wires are sticking out of Nick Nitro's legs it like, yeah. looks pretty like gruesome without being like gory they did a pretty good job on this animations and stuff yeah I thought so and the voice acting really helps sells it because he really sounds like he's uh, in fucking uh, agony uh, yeah he does <laughs> yeah, he tells him that it was the toys that done did it prove it Archer wake up and you see Archer just shut himself off temporarily mm-hmm. like his little belt buckle light turns like off like he does it on purpose well cause earlier um, it's like fuck this kid he, he, well earlier Archer kept grilling him about dude where's Gorgon where's Gorgon and he's like dude just shut up and stop talking to me <laughs> 
So he not does. A word. <laughs> yeah, not a word. And Shut up, ex- donkey. Same <laughs> as donkey. And that's exactly what Archer does at this point in time, which is pretty inconvenient for Alan. But no, his mom sees the uh, the cut on his hand. I have to ask hand. you this: Are you on crank? <laughs> yeah. On crystal meth, tar, smack. She's what is it? Out Something. All it's these like, different drug names. Yeah. She's like, no, I'm not on drugs. It's a paranoid crank middle is class crystal mother. Meth. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and tar and smack are both just heroin. Heroine. Well, tar is a specific kind of heroin where you smoke it, I think. She would be a Facebook mom these days. Oh, yeah, she'd be yeah. on old people Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> he gives Archer some shit about, like, why didn't you say anything? And Archer's got him dead to rights. He plays back the voice. He's got voice recording. They got all kinds of tricks. Yeah, it's a pretty handy device. It's like a goddamn smartphone in an action figure. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. And the commandos have regrouped. They're back in the garage, and they now consider the humans to also be the enemies at yes, this they've... point. They've allied themselves with the Gorgon scum, and so now we got to take them all out. Nick Nitro manages to drag himself through the window. What's left of him anyway? Yeah. But he dies shortly after, and Chip has his arm. He's like, dude, we win. And then we get this like really cool power down noise where he's got like this weird metal echo reverberate on, on his death knell. This is some of the soldiers shed a tear. Yeah, Fucking, they shed a tear. They shed a tear. Hooray. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Do they cry? Do they actually have tears? Well, they didn't have tears. Um, but Brick Bazooka wiped a tear away. He was like, Ugh. oh, yeah, yeah. So he's simulated crying. And it's like, <laughs> Nick Nitro's battery is powered down, but his memory will keep going and going and, and going. going. Energizer. Buy it. <laughs> but yeah, they see this garage as being basically a big storehouse of weapons. There's like propane gas and chainsaws. a chainsaw and all kinds of shit. On the wall, yeah. saw so they, they get to armor up in, up in here. Yeah, yeah it's so crazy. So they make it their base of operations. While Alan's cleaning his wound in the bathroom, Archer figures out, hey, wait a second, if they're here looking for me, then that means the Gorgonites aren't dead because they wouldn't be looking for him if they were here. And he mentions, yeah, I think that might be the first time that he mentions, we have programmed to lose. And he's like, that's pretty dumb. And the next scene, they're at back of the toy store. is like, where would I hide if I was programmed to be a loser and I had zero self-esteem and the brain the size of a pea? And it's just funny. There's a shot of Archer where he like lowers his head in shame. <laughs> like he like it's true. We do suck. <laughs> the Gorgonites are the worst. I did not want to ride on the shame train, Alan. And of course they hid themselves in the garbage because where yeah. else would they be? The yeah. Trash. They're basically trash. You belong in a garbage can. Trash. So they're digging through the trash and we see this eyeball on a stock pulp out of the rubble. It's a Oculon. Oculon? Was his name? I think it's Ocula. We get the Gorgonite roll call as they all uh, pop themselves out. We get the first appearance Gorgon of... Gorgon roll call. We get the first appearance of Saniac, which I know that you really appreciated, Mac. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, A number one. What did he say? That's was classic comedy. Yeah, it was the kid around the painting. Blah, 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 blah. Well, well, you know, He's basically like this ball like and chain, huh? stand-up comedy kind of cliche guy. They find out Chocolate Con's not dead, but he's been sort of rebuilt. He has like radio parts. It's funny because you hear Harry Shearer. It's clearly Harry Shearer from The Simpsons on the radio. He's like, what am I nuts? 1-800-TALK-TO-ME. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like a talk show host, and, and there's punch it and scratch it. The rhino guy and the little orange guy that hangs out in his head and slingshots himself off of him. Who's the like rock fist guy? Uh, slam fist. Slam fist. He's got like, a, like slam fist. He's got a big old cool. rock for a hand. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's like a friar guy, like a yeah. friar tuck. Is that all of them? Well, it's six of each. So let's see: Archer, Slam Fist, Punch It and Scratch It. They might count as one. Might count as two. I don't know. Oh. Insaniac, Croclacon, and Ocula. Gang's all here. All three of us. <laughs> <laughs> so Larry and Irwin go to the clean room to talk to the microchip king or whatever. Yeah, he freaks out from the decontamination spray. Yeah. That's supposed to have, supposed to have clean, clean room. <laughs> yeah, he's so anxious. And they see this guy played by Robert Picardo who played the other garbage man in the Burbs. I think he's also a Star Trek Voyager. He's in just tons of stuff. Really intense, this dude. I thought yeah. it was really funny. He's like, 
Who are you? You don't belong here. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they would say in a video game. Like, who are you? You don't belong here. Guards! Like, immediately. <laughs> halt, criminal scum! Yeah. They grill him hard about his chip and how much it sucks and all the trouble it's caused. He's like, no, there's no problems with my chips. Yeah. It's a problem with your software, buddy. Like, yeah, the X-1000 rules so hard. You have no idea. It's not just artificial intelligence. It's real intelligence. But it has one flaw, and this is another Chekhov's flaw here, <laughs> that it's sensitive to EMP blasts, the one that could be produced, for example, by a nuclear weapon. And mm-hmm. the military didn't want to use it because they didn't think it'd be cost-effective to put enough shield on it to protect it. And he sneezes in his helmet, which is really gross. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty funny. Gross, yeah. What a sicko. He's so sick. Go home. He should not be at work like that. They talk about how this chip, it enhances whatever programming is already on a system, yeah. and that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, like, because... It, it would be like adding new programming to a program to make it work better. How could a processor do that? Yeah, like it would just process it faster. That's the only thing it could do. But, hey, you know... Any computer whizzes out there, please write in and tell us how this works, because we don't get the science behind it. <laughs> yeah, you have to ask Brian about this I'd like one. to hear the fan theory on this, on how this shit works. Yeah. Like, I guess you could, it would be so expensive and complicated, but maybe you could somehow make a processor that had some kind of an AI on it where it could access the existing programming in a system and, and like somehow learn. intuitively improve upon it. But that's like beyond a stretch. That's the only thing I could think of, though. Yeah, that's some serious science fiction. Yeah, and this was over 20 years ago, and we just still don't have chips to do that, I don't think. Yeah, this is an era when we thought the virtual boy was going to be like the pinnacle of fucking yeah, technology yeah. and shit. It's going to change the world. Yeah, VR Troopers was going to be the future, dude. <laughs> we are VR Troopers. VR. Big bad Beetleborgs. Yeah, it cuts back to the Gorgonites. A couple of them are watching wrestling, which is pretty cool. Yeah, they're all yeah. chilling in Alan's room. It's the song Rock and Roll Part 2. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> you know the, what you know the rest. I, I... Yeah, and everybody's doing a bunch of goofy shit. All the toys are jumping around and being crazy. And and I was like, I... man, I got a real situation situations on my hands whoa, whoa, whoa. he gets a phone call from christy they kind of start flirting with each other she's like i only date older boys and it's like well i could be older i'm dating <laughs> yeah. brad right now he's like officially or superficially or unofficially or... What is, what's what officially like what <laughs> yeah <laughs> and she's like well I do, I do know this one guy who's like kind of a troublemaker he's kind of a dickhead he's a little young he's sort of a baby <laughs> probably go to jail for dating him but you know it's kind of fun <laughs> yeah. living on the edge like well, that well how young would he have to be if <laughs> she's like Anyway, uh, <laughs> I assume yeah. they were the same age. Yeah, but. I think they are. He does look maybe a hair younger. He is shorter than her. He's like, I bet he would give it all up for you. I know I would. And she's like, Oh, Alan. Oh. <laughs> Have I told you about? Has- oh no. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> just remembered how old the characters we were talking about were and I was like yeah it's like holy shit dude <laughs> while this hot steamy conversation is going on we find out that he's having his wires tap <laughs> yeah Link Static Link Static's tapping the wires getting the goods on the he's getting this juicy juice over here he's getting ready to rub one out while he's messing <laughs> 100% juice Freaky for old bastard. he's about to have a dishonorable discharge <laughs> oh bop, 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 bop. there it is he's about to flex some kegels I think <laughs> he's gonna get Miss Kegel on the job and cuts to the commandos building some weapons that's playing Another One Bites the Dust by Queen I always... the soundtrack features a really crappy remix of that song yeah it's really weird <laughs> it's, I don't know I thought 
thought like that most of the music choices they had in this movie were pretty good though for when they did have them it was kind of like a mask thing where they would usually have them playing as part of the background like love is a battlefield on the radio before mm, in the toy story yeah it's mostly good songs is queen and cheap trick and led zeppelin and whenever yeah. i think of another one bites the dust i always think of this movie like just because of this huh. one scene it's just I stuck was, in my mind really well, i always really think well. of another one rides the bus <laughs> oh yeah another one rides the bus link shows up he talks to them about how i intercepted their conversation he's got an age-old weakness and they're gonna use uh fuck you know it's like let me Bang. Yeah, and can use. So now they know they can use Christy as bait, basically later on. Well, yeah. they're in the garage building their death machines, and then it cuts back to Alan's room, and they're uh, fucking around on the computer. And then we get this, they're looking for Gorgon. Yes, we get this philosophical conversation where, well, if the Gorgon's not in this window, isn't in that one, and they points to the window that's outside. So there's nothing in it, you stupid ass. Yeah, it's out <laughs> out of it, dummy. And he's like, "What is that?" It's like uh, Christy's house. What's beyond that? Uh, the highway, and beyond that. Uh, like a thousand acres of farmland. It's like beyond that. It's like, I don't know. It's like, Gorgon. It's like, okay, enough with this Gorgon shit. Maybe it's out there somewhere, dude. I don't know. <laughs> now, after this, it's when they cuts to uh, Phil Hartman busting out his sweet-ass entertainment system. Oh, Phil's yeah, showing off showing off the signal. TV. It's got this, like, door that opens in front of it slowly, and then they cut to, like, this crazy fucking explosion on the TV. It yeah, almost blows out his fucking eardrum. Yeah, it almost blows like out his movie. speakers, too, man. Yeah. And uh, he's still not happy with the picture. He's, like, a total perfectionist with this techno stuff. And the commandos bust in. They use chemical warfare to <laughs> subdue Christie's parents. They launch sleeping aids into their gin and tonics. And they use it for the mousetrap, which was a really funny cut when um, oh, one yeah. of their hands goes where it snaps in. They're like, ah! Yeah, it's like, it's a trap, sir. They do a scan, you know, their Terminator vision of Phil Hartman's character and just comes up as moron. The other one, it was like citrus, alcohol, and something else. It was gin, gin and tonic. Gin and tonic. Little bro, he finds the whole set. He stumbles upon the whole thing when they're like doing stuff. And he's like, holy shit, they got me all of it. This is awesome. And he starts playing around and he makes up this whole scene where like Chip Hazard dies and a new oh, guy yeah. gets promoted and yeah, then Chip Kip Hazard Gilligan. doesn't like that shit. Yeah, it wasn't my idea, sir. I think it was before that. There's a really funny line. Yeah, Phil Harvey. It's like, I think World War II was my favorite war. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they're watching like, yeah, a war movie on TV. That's kind of true, though. You're like just kind of consuming this war <laughs> in this fashion. So they bomb rush the kid. Yep. Yeah, tie him up, put him in the closet. And then they find the barb. And they find bombshells, sir. Yeah, what are they called? Gwendolls? They're, they're Gwendy dolls. Yeah. This is maybe by far the weirdest part of the movie. Because they see all these like female dolls and like they want to fuck these dolls. <laughs> I happen to freeze frame it and there's a shot of just like a bed where I guess they're going to like have sex with all these dolls. Little toy it's like dolls, this toy sh- bed. Yeah, shitty like, cheap plastic looking fucking bed. They request like R&R time and like three yeah. days of leave so they can just have like tons of sex but for like what? several days. Are they built with like dicks? Little toy I don't think dicks. they can even take their pants off. They probably yeah. do it like they did in Team America World Police. Oh yeah. It's just- <laughs> the only thing I could think of just bump up against each yeah, other just bumping uglies dude crazy <laughs> dry humping they go ass to ass like ogres <laughs> <laughs> but anyway after like, Ooh, uh, sweet stuff <laughs> oba, yeah. oba. they request some R&R but Chip Hazard denies because he's thinking with his big head and not his other head but they have a plan they bring in the body of Nick Nitro they tear his fucking face off and they cut his skull open Which this shit was awesome <laughs> it was pretty cool it was really funny when I think it was Brick Bazooka he like almost throws up because how was yeah. it looks what and a they, weak man they pull his chip out of his head and they use this one chip to basically make these Gwendy dolls into cannon fodder they soldiers. S- yeah, they somehow yeah. just start making more chips. I don't know where they're coming from unless you're like looting them from other electronics, 
like they plug this chip into this thing. I don't know that has like weird electricity shooting through it. It looked like a microwave dish and a Tesla ball like mm-hmm. put together, kind of like that. Uh, little cupcake dishes on their heads. It weird. didn't make very much sense, but no. hey, whatever. Yeah, it's... this whole movie doesn't make that much sense. It's a toy. It's a toy war. Yeah, it's... it can't make sense out of toy war. So is this when they cut to like Archer and they have to talk about the wind now? And this is confusing, as we said earlier. Like, do they have a sense of feel or not? Because like he can't feel the wind. But you can feel the cat licking them. Yeah. Other times, the commandos seem like they can feel pain. I guess it's not real well yeah, defined it's not really clear. what the rule is. But yeah, he's so dumb. He can't feel. What a <laughs> dumbass. He's like, it's not the commandos, you ignorant bitch. It's the wind. Just because <laughs> you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. It's like, you mean like Santa Claus? Christy comes back with her boy beef boyfriend. He he's, wants to... Fuck. He's yeah. like, you are such a major hottie. <laughs> Says it just like that. And she's like, you are such... What did she say? Sweet Cutie? talker. Sweet talker. Not really. I mean, maybe she hasn't had that many boyfriends, I guess, but that's like... I found it touching. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he really meant that, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he wants to bang, but she denies him. She she's goes upstairs. He goes to go leave. She finds the fucking fucked up science project that her room has become. The Gwendy dolls, they start jumping up on her like jumping spiders. Yeah. Some of them look really fucked like their faces are kind of like melted or they don't yeah. even have a face. One yeah, of them just awesome. has eyes left and she was like, did I overpluck my eyebrows? I know. Like all they say dumb. like the dumbest things. Like, were all the Gwendols programmed to say these stupid things just all the like time? Just be like bimbos. Like, That's the thing yeah. is, I don't think they had any programming. That's what doesn't make any sense yeah. about or any this. any kind of personality like, it's like to start with. How can they, plastic. you can't just put a microchip into a plastic doll and then have it be able to move. <laughs> it doesn't have the mechanics to do that. Yeah, it has but, to have mm. Twilight Zone, I guess. Yeah, like, they're all voiced by um, <laughs> Sarah Michelle Gellar, who you may better know as uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And some are uh, Rose McGowan. So they swarm her. Brett is outside trying to make up an excuse as to why he has to how stay. How see? Oh, oh, the dolls. Yeah, like, how do they see? I guess stop asking yeah. questions. <laughs> how do they even hear? Yeah. He hears her scream. He runs upstairs. And they start to swarm him, too. He starts beating them back. Yeah. And then uh, Chip Hazard and one of the other commandos, they have, like, a flamethrower, and they set him on fire. Shoot his pants and, on uh, yeah, what's up when plan communication break down? It's pretty great. Yeah, he runs away with no pants on. Yeah, the fire goes out, and he still takes them off. He I just wanted to take them off anyway. He's just that freaked out. He needed he, his pants. He likes to ride in just his undies. He likes to feel the breeze. It's refreshing. That's right. When they saw him at first, he thought he said like, yo, f- Oh, oh yeah, he, he says, says maggot. He yeah. definitely says maggot, but it kind of sounded like he's in for the Margaret Mumble. And we do a hard cut to a tape flying through the window and it almost kills Dracula. Yeah. And it's like, what the hell is this? And it's like a ransom tape. He's demand. Well, it was a really good line before that. Chip Hazard looks at Christy. He's like, are you scared? We're all scared. You have to be crazy not to be scared. There's like this weird, like echoey reverb on the last yeah. line. It's like yeah. kind of chilling, yeah, but his really face cool. Is right in the camera, and it's just this really good, like shadow work on his face. Good. It's kind of interesting how these the, the zone that these characters occupy, the commandos and the Gorgonites. It's like they're almost like people, but not quite. The Gorgonites, their personalities seem, I guess, overall a little bit more human. The commandos seem a little bit more one dimensional. They still have that intelligence that is almost like a person. Yeah, the tape. It's like a yeah hostage video. That's pretty crazy and she's like i did this of my own will yeah right it's like stick yeah. to the script okay it was pretty funny well they've got her at like knife point while she's taking rattling this up she basically says surrender the organite scum or they're gonna fucking kill me and they'll do it i mean and, they really will do it and well he's like do it faster before we stick you <laughs> oh, man and they're like yeah zoom in get those tears it's like holy shit it's like wow this has gotten real this dark brutal yeah, this movie can go from like kind of like lighthearted and whimsy to like extremely dark in like a matter of seconds yeah yeah here's the 
a hardcore, hard-edged teen movie. <laughs> yeah. So Alan's ready for war, dude. They want a war. He, they got it. Cuts to holding a box. He's walking over to the house. Labeled Gorgonites. Yeah. They're all arguing inside of it. Oh, it's too cramped. It's too dark. I'm scared. All that it's crap. Like, don't, I, I like when he says, like, don't do it, Alan. You'll be guilt-ridden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't believe he betrayed us like this. Yeah. <laughs> so they put a stick of, well, it looks like a real stick of dynamite this time yeah. in a hole in the box. The commandos do, yeah. But it's a classic distraction scenario. He put the box there to distract them while he uh, launches Archer on a rocket through the chimney so he can let him in through the back. Yeah, Alan shows up and the dolls attack him. There's a really tasteless baton death march joke. <laughs> yeah. Because they're like it's beating pretty bad. The, Yeah, they're beating the dolls with batons and breaking them all into pieces. Yeah, after mm. Archer. I broke a nail. All these stupid <laughs> lines. Dumb lines, yeah. Just the worst. Yeah, Archer cuts Christy free. They fend off the dolls. She gives Alan, uh, you rescued me, and then smooches him. Yeah. Like, Big old kiss. Yeah, hot makeup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's pretty. It was pretty tender. It was pretty tender. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty chicken tender. And well, she's breaking all the dolls apart. She's like, I always hated these, and it's like, well, you have fucking five thousand of them. Then. Yeah, she that's she what I was so wondering. Many. Like, you're just living the part, then. Like, you feel like you're supposed to do this. Either that, or like she hasn't liked them for a long time, but her parents are like so out of touch oh. that she just keeps getting them for like every birthday and yeah. Christmas. There's also a scene where she like kind of freaks out. She just keeps smashing a pile of them. Like, oh crazy. yeah, she's got. She goes fucking blood drunk. Yeah. Now it's yeah. like, Christy, it's okay. Like, we gotta get out of here. So they go to go run. Chip Hazard heads them off because when they put the dynamite stick into the box, it blows up. He looks so happy. And then when he finds out, it's just a couple of jiggle balls and a, and a stereo that's been playing all these auto messages. He gets really pissed. Jiggle balls? I was thinking about that. If this is all ploy, why was the box moving? I didn't know that was what those were. Yeah. yeah. I forget what they're called, but they're like these round balls that have a whole bunch of kind of like shot glass shaped <laughs> divots on them. And you would turn them on and they would like shake around and shit like crazy. That's like all they did. I don't know why people like them, but they were a big thing back in the 90s. <laughs> something to buy. Yeah. yeah. But, so he heads them off. He's riding on, it's a toaster that launches flaming CDs. And I'm like, yeah. these machines are awesome. Yeah, they got pretty creative. I don't think they were CDs. Well, they definitely weren't big enough to be CDs. Because they shot them in the... Went they looked through. like half dollars. Like, yeah. they weren't that big. Maybe they were washers. Something got shot in the paintings. Well, yeah, they shot yeah. the paintings and they cracked. These, oh, okay. These looked like these little metal discs, but yeah, I'm not sure what they washers. were. Yeah. yeah, they get all kinds of creative tools of destruction here. Yeah, so they, uh, they, they climb out the window. They're going to go make a break for it. And then we hear some rustling coming from the garage. And it's like, can anyone have a garage opener? And then we see this massive explosion as they <laughs> yeah. blast out of the fucking garage. This is when uh, it's like, bump, bump, bump. Whoa. Yeah. <gasps> Yeah. yeah, so it's playing that song by Edwin Starr. It's a pretty cool scene. It yeah. is. It's fucking crazy. And Alan gets fucking corned. They're all riding mm-hmm. on death machines. I wrote down what all of their rides were. We have a cart that launches little washers, kind of like bullets. We got a corn cob shooter. Which it's this little yellow corn holder thing. It's very sharp on the ends. Yeah, mm-hmm. he shoots them. Alan gets a couple of those stuck in his leg, which look like it would be extremely painful. And that's oh, the yeah. thing. It's like these things are like two inches long or something. They look like they went all the way into his leg. Like, like that would have, to the hilt. That would have yeah. pierced bone. And like, how yeah. is he like fine? I don't know. I guess he got the, could have got the, like he's the, the chosen of his leg. Yeah. <laughs> one of them's got a flamethrower. Another one's got a, a chainsaw at the end of it. And they're all tearing after these guys. They get on Christie's bike. Yeah, they're driving moped. away. And at one point, like they are able to knock down a whole tree, and then they like just kind of dodge that. Yeah, one. and it's like on fire. Yeah, and one of them's shit. got a fucking missile launcher built into it. Yeah, yeah it's fucking crazy. Blows out a power line. Blows out a tree. And um, then all their carts or whatever they form up into like the Megazord. Yeah. <laughs> 
just like, assume ultimate position or whatever the fuck. <laughs> they get even more deadly, but then uh, Kirsty's like, hey, there's a jump here, and she just does this sick jump over this little ravine. It looks so weird how like smoothly they hit the ground. Like, yeah, the bike was on wires. It was or like something. perfect. It totally, it totally was, man. Like, there's no way that that jump was actually like a real jump. Yeah, yeah. The commandos they get blown the fuck up. Yeah, and they try to make the same jump, but they, they beef it. Yeah, it was hilarious. Like it, it was some miserable failure because the thing is does not have the mass to get across that little puddle, but ship survives. Floats down river. Yeah, he manages to um float all the way down to uh, where he finds a, a giant toy store. We run into Joe, the truck driver from earlier, and he's getting ready to bring a shipment of these commando toys to the various shopping outlets. Ship commander holds this guy up, holds a knife to the fucking back of his neck. Yeah. It's like, you've been drafted. Move! <laughs> and there's a funny line before that with Phil Hartman. They go back to the neighborhood and they're like, your kid kidnapped my kid, drugged my wife, Marion's still tripping. <laughs> Because the parents are like, they're the fighting and shit. They go inside of the house to figure out what the hell they're going to do with these kids. And then the power gets cut out. And all the commandos, that was like, why wow, they're getting loaded onto that truck with Joe's. They've all been recalled. Mm. So they're going to take them back to the factory or whatever before they can hit the streets. And yeah, they're explaining it to everybody's parents. Phil Hartman is very skeptical. He's <laughs> like, you think that toy's alive just because it can speak and move a little? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a simple caveman lawyer. <laughs> Your world confuses and frightens me. <laughs> No, I had that written down in my notes. Like, so I miss Phil. It's like such it a. It's so, so fun to watch this guy. He was yeah. he was really special. Yeah. 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 But luckily, I guess Larry and Irwin show up. And he's saying they're from like the quality control team. Bob Vila dad just punches Jay Moore right in the face. Yeah, because he gets all up in Alan's grill. He's just like, oh, you got a problem with the chips? Huh? Well, you know what? You better be ready to go to court, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm like it's his fault. Yeah. yeah, like fuck you, man. This fucking haymaker goes down like a sack of potatoes. Seriously. It's like the bitch. calm was killing me. Yeah. <laughs> and. It's it's pretty cool though Irwin meets his creations there the guy that created the Gorgonites and he sees how smart they are now with these crazy chips yeah and he thinks it's wicked cool but outside there's toys everywhere right dozens of commandos all of a sudden and so Phil's like hey there's toys all they want to do is just play this game then we'll just go stop the game tries to do the white flag thing it was a good idea really I mean fuck those Gorgonites just end this now it's not worth the property damage (laughs) we see like there's like probably hundreds of these small soldiers all over the place to the Title. It got me thinking, how come there weren't more chip hazards? How come there was only the one? He I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if he like specifically didn't want to open any of them so he could be the only chip hazard and be like the yeah. one commander of the whole group. He wanted to be the top dog. Because that might yeah. get confusing if they're all like trying to lead at the same time or something. <laughs> they might turn cool on each other. And then like you could tell who the original one was by his face. Yeah, his face got burnt. Up. Yeah, he wants to surrender. Yeah. He's got some underwear tied to a stick. And they trick him with his own stereo equipment. And he's like, oh my, my god, is this my super My dumb? JVC. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I got the Gorgonites. You can, you know, turn them off or take the batteries or whatever it is you people, people do. do. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, grossed out talking to these things. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like just, disgusted by them. Like, what the fuck, man? I gotta deal with this? Can't believe talking to a fucking bunch of toys. But it doesn't work. They find out that the people, the, the nine people there, they are on the list of enemies now. And they blast some Spice Girls. Yeah, Tell me what bump. you want. Ba-da, really, really ba-da, 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 yeah, ba-da, yeah. Ba-da. 
dun, dun. It's a great song. It's like it's psychological warfare. His wife digs it. Phil Hartman's wife digs it. Yeah. Like, I, I love, love this song. song. But yeah. she's like still tripping. So like, does she really like this song? I think she does. Oh, okay. That's my theory. It's fan theory. Fan theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're hitting them with nail guns and flaming tennis balls, breaking windows open. And, Ma takes uh, charge. Yeah, she kind of takes over. She flips the table. She tells people where to go, what to do. She flips over a table, grabs a tennis racket, and tries Starts to like... balls back, yeah. She's been working on her game, right? The beginning of the movie? Is yeah, I think, I think they dropped earlier that like she said she'd been going to like tennis practice and stuff. Fuck, yeah. man. The craftsmanship of the script. Yeah, it's dude. It's airtight. It's awesome. <laughs> She's knocking um, the fireballs back. Um, David Cross, he suggests an EMP blast because he knows that that'll be enough to wipe out all the chips at once. But the problem is they don't know how they're going to do that because in order to do that, you need like some kind of nuclear device. Which and... you really totally don't. Yeah. And he's supposed to be like a genius and he doesn't remember <laughs> realize that. Maybe it's the stress of the situation. I don't it know. It could be. Yeah, maybe. And yeah, they start getting hit by firecrackers. But Phil knows because he knows so much about techno crap that a transformer would do it because he's blown a few in his time. Speaking of transformers blowing, I remember seeing some blow during the ice storm here back in 1998. It's way brighter than what you see in this movie, by the way, when it does blow. Oh, wow. For like a couple of seconds once, it was like daylight. Yeah. This oh. was at night. It's like this incredibly bright blue light. I huh. remember seeing a few of those go. I, didn't, I wasn't even looking at the transformer, but it just lit up the whole fucking sky in my neighborhood. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, it was a serious business. So they, yeah, they formulate a plan to go like overload the transformer that's up yeah. there. Yeah, Kirsty and the two nerds, they're going to go to her dad's place and they're going to turn on all of his stuff in order to overload the uh, generator while Alan goes up there with a wrench to complete the circuit and make it blow. And dad's like, you can't do this, Alan. He's like, I gotta do this. You gotta, you gotta do it for Archer. There's no other choice, dad. You gotta trust me, dad. So let me be a man and get late and be a hero come on <laughs> this is my story <laughs> get the hell out of my movie fuck it chippo comes in on a helicopter yeah chip's got a chopper the parents they flee to the closet fucking phil hartman that asshole locks alan's mom out and won't let her in at first he is the ultimate coward he really is <laughs> yeah, he totally he, is he'd step on some kid's head <laughs> just to save himself yeah like he's <laughs> He has commandos in the house too, because before that they try to like run to the top of the stairs, and they're like, they're running up balconies closed, and they run down. The organized, they hear all the commotion outside. Archer's like, dude, we should be helping these guys instead of running around like little bitches. Plot hole. There's, oh well, I guess somebody could have told them, but there's one part where they're like, this one's for Nick Nitro. All the commandos that knew Nick Nitro, the original Nick Nitro, are all dead too, unless like Chip gave them the speech about how much of a hero the original Nick Nitro was in the five minutes. Oh, he probably would have. Yeah, he's all about speeches. He loves yeah. speeches. Yeah, mm. yeah, but that's a good point, man. Bob Vila dad sticks a broom into the flamethrower and then they fire the flamethrower and that blows it up. And he's like, put this in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah, there's a lot of phrases in this movie that mm-hmm. as a kid I had never heard before. Like, that was one. They mentioned microbreweries earlier and I was like, <laughs> as a kid, I was like, what the fuck is a microbrewery? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, microchips? Like, what? Um, but yeah, they try to deal out with commandos and then one of them has like a nail gun. Like, an almost fully auto nail gun. It's like, I thought on. you kids like nine inch nails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and dad gets shot in the leg but as we see earlier, getting shot in the leg by long pieces of metal is not a big deal. It's fine. It'll be good. We'll walk it off. And Archer's like, you know what, we gotta stop being a bunch of pussies and start <laughs> fighting. It's like, if we hide, we're gonna lose anyway. Might, Might as well, well go fight. out swinging. Don't be a baby. It's interesting, like, they maybe through learning or something, like, they do go against their programming eventually. And they turn out to be, like, really good at fighting. Like, maybe better than the commandos. Yeah, they're way better. Like, way better. There's a cheesy bowling sound effect. <laughs> yeah. When, like, punch it charges through a bunch of them. 
them. Like, as soon as the Gorgons start fighting, like, this movie almost becomes like Looney Tunes. Like, the wacky sound effects get, yeah, like, jacked like, way, way, way. All, and, all the Oz can free. Sanctuary. Like, bum, 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 yeah. bum, 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 facial features and writhing and but I couldn't I kind of couldn't believe I know this movie's getting into some crazy situations but he lets his son climb up a light pole with nothing but kitchen gloves to keep himself grounded uh, yeah like to what? go like his whole plan is to try to get a transformer to blow up which I don't know how close you can be to a transformer blowing up I'm without at least getting some facial burns or something some, well we saw good. what happened to Art in the Burbs when he was trying to fuck around with a oh yeah he was all fucked shit. up yeah. oh his, yeah his nails were black and his helmet was really hot man Fucking so many patterns repeating themselves in the world of Joe Dante. Christy tries to call the cops over and they don't believe her, so that doesn't work out. Yeah, so she's like, No, it is a prank. Aren't you gonna come arrest me? So yeah, Alan climbs up that thing and then we get some missiles coming by. Chips back with his chopper. Yeah, he's shooting some rockets at him. Punch it, he lifts up the nail gun chopper to give Alan some cover fire. They shoot the chopper down. Chip Hazard jumps onto the transformer. He pulls out a knife and starts stabbing Alan in the fingers. Yeah, it's like crazy. <laughs> it's a really dark turn. And I think when his chopper crashes, I think it hits that satellite yes. dish and knocks it over which is important later yeah yep, it falls down smashes into the satellite dish from earlier Archer uses his like little crossbow launcher on his arm to shoot himself up to the uh, top of the transformer the end of the lasso Insaniac grabs it he starts spinning really fast flips Archer up there he goes to fight Chip Hazard and he doesn't really do all that great no, no he gets beat up he pretty loses quick. but he's programmed to lose but he buys Alan valuable time it's a pretty crazy scene actually when Chip like stabs him in the leg and he like just pulls the knife out of his leg it's yeah, like yeah. you got a lot of guts. Let's see what they look like. They're made of wires and metal like yours. Yeah. We're nothing alike. You're programmed to lose. <laughs> your bums. You'll we'll always lose. Bums will always... get a job, Archer. Like your parents did. <laughs> Word of advice. <laughs> Chip gets fried. He uses him in place of the wrench that he dropped earlier. Yes. He shoves him between the Transformers. <laughs> Alan falls, but he's fine because I guess he hit some twigs on the way down and that broke his fall. <laughs> yeah, it worked. It all worked out. I really like Tommy Lee Jones's death now while he's getting electrocuted. And like the face animation, like his eye popping out and shit. Pretty crazy. When he's on the ground, he gets surrounded by little more commandos and shit. Yeah, Spino's everywhere and Gwendy's. Yeah, and he's like, uh-oh, and then you hear lawnmower and it's Kirsty. It's the lawnmower, Kirstie. man. Some, yeah, it's, it's Job. He's come to save the world. <laughs> yeah, the return of Cyber God. <laughs> He's like, these fucking commandos are trying to be the cyber gods. I'm the real cyber god. Yeah, I'm the OG. <laughs> I invented the internet. <laughs> Christy, you know, she mows them all down. It looks like it's like it starts to be like a thunderstorm out of nowhere. There's like lightning. Chip, maybe that was from the transformer. Yeah, he completes falling, the circuit, and they're like, there's this giant, like um, lightning. this giant wave that goes out throughout the neighborhood oh, yeah, and, and uh, shuts down the lawnmower, shuts down all of the remaining toys. One more Wilhelm scream. Yeah, we get, yeah. We get one more Wilhelm yeah. scream for the road. Chip Hazard's like, there will be no. No, 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 Mercer. And then he flatlines, which I thought was a really interesting sound effect for that to make. When they all die, do they actually make a flatline sound? Like, it's just like dead space. <laughs> yeah. Remember that thing with the eye or whatever? Yeah. Oh my god, that, that was, was ridiculous. Crazy. That was so funny. This kid's holding a cat at the end. It's like, man, that cat's fucking huge. <laughs> That's yeah. like the size of him. It's pretty cool. It's a man cat. But yeah, we see the... What's the aftermath yeah, next morning? Cake. Yeah, we see the aftermath. Alan's cleaning it up and Gadgetron, what is the company? Gadgetron. <laughs> Megacorp flies in on his chopper. Gadgetron Industries. Globotech. Yeah, Globotech. Um, Dennis Leary flies in on his chopper. Gil. Everyone 
Jones complaining about the damage. Joe, the truck driver, he's like, you know what? My neck really hurts, and I don't know if I can move that truck because my hands are all busted up. And, and he's just rip him off a check. Yeah, Miss yeah, Kegels is printing out checks, just shooting them out right away, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's shooting those. Oh no, <laughs> she's shooting them checks out. Ping pong balls. <laughs> And that's Just, my famous ping pong ball trick. <laughs> Ooh, <what a> writer. <laughs> Phil Harmon's like, my house has been destroyed. What are you going to do about it? He hands him the check. He's like, oh, you know what? That's actually pretty good. Yeah. And thank you. And Bob Vila gets another check. He's like, you can't possibly have enough money to fix all this. Oh, yes, you do. And I was like, I wonder how much money they got paid. I bet seven figures. Oh, yeah, easy. Probably, Maybe yeah. low eight. The big bucks. Serious shit. I mean, they don't want that stuff getting out. It'll crush their empire. Also, it's good PR. Yeah, so they mentioned that the toys cost $79.99. Retail, and it's like add a couple of zeros onto that and sell them to some gorillas down in Central America or whatever. They love to <laughs> yeah. get their hands on these. He's and like, so, yeah, it's going to sell them for, I guess, like 8000 bucks a pop. Yeah, <laughs> still thinking about profit. And we get another hot makeout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steamy. Teen. Steam. Dream. Supreme? Well, he's um, looking around out back, and he notices that the, he finds Archer's crossbow lying on the ground, Alan does. And, he's like, uh, Archer, where are you? Where are you, Archer? Come back to me. <laughs> my Archer, Archer. You're my only friends. <laughs> it's right next to the satellite dish that fell over earlier. He lifts it up, and he finds all the uh, the Gorgonites underneath there. Picks up Archer and tries to get him to talk, but uh-oh, Archer's repeating himself. He's just skipping it first. He just keeps yeah. saying, hey, I am Archer. Emissary of the Gorgonites. Like, oh no, was he reset to factory default? This sucks. He just needed a minute to get himself together, and they all lived, all the Gorgos. Pretty smart. Yeah, under that dish, which, I don't know about that. It'd have to like, be like, what's that satellite dish it? made out of? It's made out of lead, maybe. Because they're like commandos that were inside the house that still got fried. But they were just shielded by like a satellite dish. And aren't those like just aluminum most of the time? I don't know what they're made out of, but they look kind of flimsy, like you can kind of see through them. And I don't remember a line anywhere earlier in the movie where he said like, yeah, this dish this is state-of-the-art space age. It'll deflect an EMP blast. It so. deflects anything. It was, yeah, another little thing that paid off was that how they mentioned, like, oh, well, couldn't he have gotten a smaller one? And, of course, if he did get, like, a little smaller one, wouldn't have been enough to shelter them. And, yeah, there's this weird, I guess, like, touching ending that feels sort of like a different tone from a lot of the rest of the movie where they're, yeah. like, out on a camping trip. You see the Viking ship thing that got broken early in the movie, the Toy Store, and they all get into the ship, and they're all gonna sail away to Gorgon. You know what this feels like to me? What it reminds me of? Warrior is a virtue. Yeah, a That's little bit. That's what this scene, it Whoa, feels like yeah. it's ripped right out of that. Like, that is classic Warriors of Virtue. We gotta do that. That's yeah. Point. That's what I really liked when I was a kid, too. <laughs> I didn't see it, and I was like, this looks stupid. Oh, it's, it's, oh, I it's watched some else. of it with you, and it was very interesting. It's something else, man. I remember some weird shot of, like, seeing a tail come into frame, and just, like, it's swishing around. Like, what? Yeah, like, <laughs> and knocks him on his ass. <laughs> so Alan sends them off, and yeah, it's kind of a bittersweet thing. They go leave off to go on their adventure, but at least they're going to try to find their homeland or what yeah. they think they can, the equivalent of is yeah it's kind of weird because like there is no Gorgon so it's like where are they going to end up just they wind up the all the way somewhere? to the ocean it's or something it's going to be like Columbus like imagine you're hiking out in the woods one day and you just come across like this small legion of living toys and just have like their own little hut in society they're cooking food it's like <laughs> yeah. what the fuck like, that would be terrible I wonder how well they could survive in the wild they wouldn't have to eat they have a lifetime battery like, I don't know maybe in a hundred years or something that thing will wear out but unless something actually like breaks them it could kind of just live on that's weird to think about yeah uh, i never thought about that like how also, long do they live yeah i was also wondering like if they can get wet or if that'll just fry them that's what i was that wondering. boat the lip of that boat is like this far above the water it's like, like it's riding pretty low in, the, in that stream there it looks like it's going to capsize really easily yeah <laughs> well, too much weight zaniac just twitches at all it's just they're going under <laughs> well i remember earlier in the movie what's his face up uh, scratch he was swimming around in the fish tank and he seemed okay oh, oh 
yeah. Fuck, you're right. Maybe they're waterproof. Then. Yeah. They might be. I mean, they put so much money into developing those things. Maybe they did make them waterproof. So they could like have like water ops and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seals no. teams and stuff. No, but they, uh, Seal Team Six. They're yeah. sailing away. It's the last shot in the movie, and that Seal. is small soldiers Seal. cut to these bombastic credits. It's like bone, bone. Bon, 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 on. And I yeah. always remember that for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> and then we get this really, really crappy remix of Another One Bites the Dust. And yeah. loves the Battlefield remix. Like, I remember, like, yeah, my friend Chris came over when I was a kid. And I had the movie. He had the soundtrack. He probably had the movie, too. I had him play it on my computer. And it's like, I put it on, on Another One Bites the Dust. I was like, oh, yeah, the song is really good. Because I knew the original Queen version. It turned out to be that remix. And he's like, you like this song? And I was like, oh, well, this is, like, different. <laughs> I don't know this version. This isn't my queen. But there is a cool thing at the very end of the credits. There's like an outtake with Phil Hartman. And after that, it says, for Phil. So that was a nice touch. So that's uh, Small Soldiers. So Small Soldiers gets a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? With an audience score of 3.16 out of 5. Gets a 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb. And 2.53 out of 5 on Rate Music. How would you guys rate Small Soldiers? I thought that this movie holds up okay. Like, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Probably at least like five years or so. The acting is pretty solid all around. The CG, despite being fairly dated, I thought it still looked pretty good. The music stood out. It was pretty memorable. The original stuff and the song choices that they used for like licensed songs was all right. I think I would drop a good solid three on this. It's a relatively good movie. Kind of weird tonally, like it can go from being like lighthearted and whimsical to like really dark in a matter of seconds. But I still think it's a pretty solid flick, and I would recommend it if you haven't seen it. For me, this movie is really nostalgic, so I got to kind of separate myself from that. I think this movie is like on a technical level really good. The, all the acting is good for what it is. The special effects all around the board is great. Really top-notch stuff. There's very few times where it actually looks kind of shitty, if it ever does. Yeah, the tone is a little weird, but I kind of like that. Makes it a, for a good adventure movie. It's like a nice mix of tones. I don't know if every, everyone would like this movie, but I really would recommend it if you hadn't seen it. Like, this is it's kind of one of those movies that you don't take it too seriously, don't think about it too much. Get some friends together, some pizza, maybe some drugs if you want just chill out and watch it it's a really fun adventure movie yeah i'd, I'd give it a 3.5 yeah i'd give us a 3.5 also maybe more around a four but give it a 3.5 for now yeah i mean there's a lot of things in this movie that maybe don't make the most sense yeah little things in the plot or the technology stuff that i pointed out but that doesn't really detract from the movie to me because that's really not the point it's stuff that's kind of fun to talk about or interesting to talk about on the show but like it didn't really bother me when i was actually watching the film yeah it's nostalgic for me too and i might not like it as much if I hadn't seen it so much as a kid and I wonder if like if that's why some of the reviews for it weren't great because they're fucking grown ass adults watching it for the first time but I just thought it was a good comedy I mean the jokes are well written the comedic performances from Phil Hartman and David Cross and Leary and, and Jay Moore they're really good the voice acting for the Gorgos and the Commandos <laughs> it's all good you know there's some really good actors in this movie it's just good cast all around I think yeah good effects both the practical stuff I thought the practical real life action figures look cool and the cg yeah you can tell it's from 1998 i guess but it fits anyway it fits the movie and because it's cg action figures it like it doesn't really detract from the movie it, it works well enough I like the original score i like most of the song choices the tonal changes don't really bother me that much so i think there's a lot of movies maybe not quite this extreme but are that are made for that kind of like 9 to 13 or 14 age range that kind of maybe bounce around a little bit and exactly who they're trying to appeal to pretty good 
story. Yeah, I like pretty much everything about this movie. I think it's just pretty good. Yeah, it's just a pretty fun, funny movie. So yeah, 3.5. So next week's movie, we're doing 1989's Roadhouse. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. But before that, we might do another off-topic, delving into the strange world of the paranormal. Try to talk... get Brian on that. Yeah, we have a few ghosts and UFO stories. Talk about Bigfoot, what's up with him. Yeah, the Mothman, Pigman, all those freaks and players and pimps. So in the meantime, check us out on monoclemoviedudes.com. Uh, we're also on iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show there or somewhere else if you want. We're on Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean, which I know you and Crystal yeah. also listen Crystal's to that. Crystal's on it, yeah, my uh, wife. Yeah. So maybe more, maybe more people use that than I realize, so maybe I'll plug that more often, the Podbean yeah. thing. I think it is fairly popular for people with podcasts, so for your convenience. For a full list of places to check us out, go to monoclemoviedudes.com slash links. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash monoclemoviedudes. We're on Twitter, at monoclemoviedudes. And you can email us at monocoolmovies at gmail.com. And as always, thanks for listening. Join us again next time for Roadhouse. Thank you. Bye, guys. Have a good night.